0: One, two, three.
1: Thinking up eleven seconds.
2: Eleven, okay, that's where I am.
1: Because that's right where the uh,
2: the MGM drops.
1: Yeah. Oh. So okay.
2: it's just the three of us?
1: Uh, well, I added uh, Virja, but he didn't. Uh, he did not respond. So, yeah, which is fine. Don't need eight hundred people. Yeah to have fun and talk about a movie that we haven't seen for 20 years that I think I think I liked it.
2: I liked it a great deal.
1: Uh-oh. Um I was 12. What's your excuse? <laughs> uh
2: I like George Lucas.
1: <laughs> okay. All
2: right. You know, I I am willing to bet that it's not bad. I think it's i've I've like watched little bits and pieces of it as i was testing out to make sure there was an audio track on the one that i have uh and it was mostly just kind of like well this is a little slow and plodding but
1: just like george lucas uh you're recording right mike yes i am all right uh welcome to i don't know what we're calling this nostalgia files because last last week we did moonwalker and uh it was partially because we, I haven't watched Moonwalker in 25 years. I was like, ah, it can't be that good. And then I, we watched it and we talked through most of it. But it was very enjoyable. But it was really nice to go back to stuff 20 years ago that we liked a lot but hadn't seen in 20 years. So I suggested it to Mike. And Mike was like, why not Willow? So now we're doing Willow. Yeah, I'm
2: not really sure. Well, basically it was a matter of I, uh, I pulled up a list of movies from 19, what, 1988, whatever was like 25 years ago. Yeah. And and, and like, Oh, Willow, why not? Yeah. I, cause that was the thing is it was this thing, things that you kind of liked, but have not seen since. And there really aren't a lot on there that, uh, that I both liked and have not seen since.
1: Well, and, and this is the, the other thing is going back and what, like, cause a lot of, a lot of, geek culture revolves around nostalgia and oh this thing was so great this thing was so great and you really haven't watched it since you were 11 years old so right. going back to it <laughs> after the fact is is fun and then going oh oh god this was horrible
2: <laughs> although some people don't uh they, if they liked it then they will like it till they die yeah but uh yeah and there are a few things like that but I, I suspect Willow will not be one of them.
1: I suspect it won't hold up very well. Uh, joining us this time, Mr. Jason Thompson. Hello. Yeah, so. Yeah, oh, and this will be the first time me and Mike are in a recording in like four months. <laughs> yes.
2: or, uh, no, we did the Man of Steel.
1: Oh, yeah, we did Man of Steel. Yeah. So it's been a month. Yeah. But it's been a month. And I guess we're not doing Life After Freck this week. It'll be next week, because as of this recording, I haven't recorded a Life After Shrek. Um, Our sync point is going to be 11 seconds in. I didn't check to see where you could get Willow for free on the internet, but I'm sure it's on Netflix. If not Netflix, it's on Hulu Plus. One of the two. Or Amazon, whatever, Instant. You've got to be able to watch it pretty cheaply in one of those formats. If you want to watch it at all.
2: Yeah, and and if you do, I mean, I know there is a a, new, a Blu-ray that came out not too long ago, if you're someone who wants to maximize your your high-definition viewing experience.
1: Watching a Blu-ray of Willow. Uh, but our sync point is 11 seconds in. Uh, hopefully, Mike throws the audio track on the bottom of this. Yeah, so, I, I intend to. So you can hear it, because that's the fun part. Is you don't even have to watch the movie. You can hear what's going on, what we're talking about. Except for if you don't remember what actually happened in the movie, it does yeah, which help. We don't. Oh no, I don't remember at all. I remember hay. I mean, li- literally, all I remember this movie
3: is bales of hay. I don't remember anything other than a giant snowball and Val Kilmer and drag. So
2: well, I remember.
3: That, that's, that's all I got.
2: I remember there, there's one point, and when we kind of get to it, I, I will I will mention it again. Um, but kind of a strange interpretation or take I had on the movie that uh, that uh, some some friends of mine uh, thought was was uh, kind of messed up. Um, I also remember uh, that it is the first movie to feature morphing, uh, the CGI morphing. And only because uh, I, I believe it was in most annoying character, we uh, ran that thing with where Jared rants about the brownies. Yes, um, I remember that there are those two. Isn't one of them God? What's his name? Does Kevin the impressions? Pollock. Yes, Count yeah. yeah. Uh Yeah, there's two tiny annoying guys.
1: I literally have no idea what the plot of this movie is. I have no idea. All uh, what I'm remembering is that an Ewok got a movie with Val Kilmer. That's it. <laughs> like I remember. I know it's a fantasy film. I know it's Ron Howard production because it'll come up in a second and say Ron Howard production. I was looking for a sync point. Uh, that's it. But anyway, let's let's get ready to go. Everybody ready got, ready at 11 seconds? Yep. Yep. All right. Three, two, one, unpause. And now the pretty Lucasfilm production.
2: And I wonder if this was the first time we got th- that Lucasfilm.
3: I don't know. And I b- think so. Imagine I, I,
2: Entertainment is I, just a Helvetica white, not a... Uh, not a real logo. i think
3: it was just still just the regular old font yeah it didn't twinkle in a, when,
1: Ooh, in a time of dread series have foretold the birth of a child who will bring about the downfall of the powerful queen bev morda is that her name i don't know yeah seizing all pregnant women in the realm the evil queen vows to destroy the child when it is born
2: so right off the yeah, bat we get
1: jesus
3: Moses. stuff <laughs> jesus for Moses too. Moses.
2: Well, yeah. There's Moses stuff at the beginning. Jesus stuff at the beginning.
1: That's a regular baby, not a midget baby. Is
2: it a girl? Well, yeah. This is this is the, with the humans, not with the the. Uh, I believe they're called Nelwyn dwarfs. I've got the Wikipedia page up to fill it. Uh, fill some some information here.
1: It's a girl, though. Oh, no. This is a Ron Howard movie. Yeah.
2: yeah. This was uh, his first big movie, I believe. Really? He had done Splash before this, but this was like his first kind of blockbusterish movie.
3: Yeah, so he's still Richie Cunningham, or Opie Cunningham, as Eddie Murphy once called him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, this is the cr- that's super crazy.
2: Well, this movie has some pretty impressive geek cred overall.
1: Well, what I'm what I'm thinking is because uh, right after this is Backdraft and his his uh, plethora of films, right? Yeah, and that, that's what sets him over the top. That's what makes him Ron Howard, director. This uh, you know, Splash is an amazing movie, but I've seen that several times within the last five or ten years.
2: This was uh, released in 1988.
1: Yeah, this was 88.
2: Although uh, Lucas conceived for the uh, conceived the idea in 1972.
3: Jesus Christ! Now, um, I read—I seem to remember reading that his original idea for Star Wars was Luke and Leia were going to be little people. Hmm. Uh, I—I—I I don't know where I read it or when, but i, I it was like ten years ago. I—I want to say it was like something like Starlog, because I think Starlog was already gone by then, but. Like I, I seem to remember reading that the original idea was going to be Luke and Leia were little people. And I'm wondering if this kind of evolved out of that and hmm. wanting to do a story about a little person.
1: And having the key little person, Warren Davis.
2: Yeah, who made his debut in Return of the Jedi.
1: He's wicked, right? Yeah, he's yeah. wicked. Yeah. I knew he was one of those Ewoks. And the only one we know the name of is Wicket. So yeah, I guess. And he was really young as Wicket too, wasn't he? Because I yeah, think I yeah. think like
3: he's 16, 17 or something like okay. that. Okay,
2: Billy Barty.
1: Isn't yep. he dead now? I think so. I could be wrong. Little people say uh, they have short lifespans. Queen uh, Jane, uh, uh, she's. Ca- uh oh, uh oh, they're coming after the baby. And the, I, I just love the fact that special effects—you didn't have CG animals yet, right? right. Or you, you could do stop motion, but stop motion always looked really bad. So
2: I think they started the go motion by this time too. Uh,
1: but the, the, but and this was still the time where you could just put a
3: fucking costume on an animal, right? And, and, yeah. th- and nobody said shit about it. <laughs> you just oh, did it. Well, it turns out you can do horrible stuff to animals in movies and no one's saying shit about it now. Really? Yeah. I, there was, like, this big story where it's, like, all these movies where they say no animal was harmed in the filming of this. turns out that that's just bullshit. It's, it's just a lie. They just put it on there. Oh, okay. That, like, PETA or the ASPCA or whoever it is yeah, aren't actually coming to set. Stuff. Kind of
2: appropriate since we're talking about this movie, but I believe there were allegations about The Hobbit, which is... Yeah still yeah, coming it was, out
3: it was The Hobbit like yeah. some animal got killed on set or something like that
2: wow well the way that I think they got around it on The Hobbit was um, they weren't being mistreated while they were filming when it's under the control of the film crew it's just when the animal wranglers leave for the day then they put them in horrible conditions <laughs> but ah. they're like well that's not us that's that's like what they do in their own time so.
1: James Horner
2: yeah. yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of uh, a lot of cred in this movie.
1: James Horner, George Lucas, Ron Howard. Who else? Who else?
2: Well, I mean, just, you know, we got Val Kilmer in here. Batman. Who would go on to be Batman.
1: Damn it. I, I shouldn't have done Batman. I should have gone who will go uh, to say the saint.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I think all he had been in right now at this point is like stuff like Real Genius. Right? Real
2: Genius and Top Secret. Top
3: Secret. Yeah. Yeah. I love both those. Movies.
2: Yeah, so this was really his first outing as a kind of an action hero.
1: You know, babies would die like that.
2: This is a magical baby. Remember?
1: I guess it's kind of like Superman.
2: No, I don't remember. I haven't oh. seen this
1: movie in 25 years. Well, yeah, this this
2: baby has magical. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's abilities. got like.
3: Yeah, that's what the like the first mark signified. She's got some sort of magical power. I wonder how many of these little people are dead.
2: I don't know. I was always amazed at proportionately Warwick Davis has huge hands.
1: Yeah. G- he's got gigantic man hands. He has he giant has-
2: little people hands.
1: No, he's got giant man hands. Like if- it, it,
3: well, isn't that the, like, his like, dwarfism or whatever? Yeah. There's one kind where your body's just small all around. Right. Him, and You're fairly well proportioned. Your torso is just small. Yeah, yes. no. he's weird. Yeah. I Kids bet you he has know, a huge
1: cock know, too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look at those hands! Yeah.
3: Well, I suppose you can like, ask Emma Watson. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, wasn't he in the Harry Potter movies? Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. No, you think he better
2: Oh, and it's one. It's one of those things where he is, you know, one of the highest grossing actors of all time. Yeah. Because if you look at the movies he's been in, he's been in. Many of the highest-grossing movies of all time.
1: Return of the Jedi.
2: Return of the Jedi. The, the prequels.
1: The prequels.
2: Uh, Harry a, Potter. He,
1: he Isn't he... In Will- Willow's a high-grossing movie, right?
2: Uh, no, this made $57 million on a $35 okay. mi- million dollar budget. So
1: it didn't do that. Which well.
2: is why we didn't get Willow 2.
1: Electric Well, I don't know what the story is, so...
2: <laughs> well, I always wondered if this was just not... Because, you know, this was post-Jedi, so was this an attempt to kind of launch a new franchise that's more fantasy-oriented than explicitly kind of like a sci-fi fantasy blend? I like here we get to see that uh, even amongst little people, some guys are real assholes.
1: He's got a giant head. Are we just going to be offensive to... Well, let's take away that royal we. Am I just going to be offensive towards little people this whole
3: time? Was, uh, I, not the whole time.
2: You'll probably I'm be offensive to other people too.
3: Effort. I know it's. I know it's going to fail me at some point, and I'm going to drop. Oh, don't drop make M bomb.
1: The M bomb, <laughs> <laughs> midget, 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 midget. <laughs>
3: well, uh,
2: you you know uh, uh, the, according to the Wikipedia page, the original title of this movie was called Munchkins. Oh, Munchkins. Back in 1972, when he first developed the idea. That,
1: like, you know uh, the N bomb. I I hate the... the there's only like one word like and and even that one the end bomb even that one is one of those like I guess you can't say it it's all in the matter of context you shouldn't say things that hurt other people period how about that like if you're doing it to be hurtful you're an asshole if you're if you're being hurt by it because you overheard somebody say it you're an asshole they weren't uh, directing it towards you (gasps)
2: Ooh, she has the mark.
1: No, I was looking at her titties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, one of the thing that the thing that I remembered about the movie and that I was talking about earlier was, uh, you know, she the, this uh, Alora Dannon, I believe, is what the name of the child is. Let me try and find it. Um, Prophesized, you know, will will bring about the downfall of the evil queen. Blah blah blah. And she does have kind of some sort of ability. She can, like, communicate. Um, But uh, one of the things that I always thought was kind of odd was when she's present, you know, I mean, Willow, who is not kind of the heroic character, becomes a hero. Okay. And Mad Mardigan, who is kind of more of a rogue, more of a Han Solo, also becomes more of a hero. And it's like, you know, is she inspiring these people? But I was always wondering, well, what if, what if she's actually just kind of manipulating people? What if that's like her power? She's really just taking these people and because she needs them to survive, she's kind of manipulating them and manipulating events uh, and making people do things that they don't really want to do to uh, help her own survival. And isn't that kind of a little dark and twisted? And I was accused of, once again, of hating children because... You know, I had to take a, a an innocent child who inspires goodness in people and turn it into a small child manipulating people to her own ends.
3: But yeah, that's way children more children fun. Children are evil, so I, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> that's
2: and, a and, and if one it one wasn't one. for the fact that the character does kind of have mystical abilities, it's like, I mean, you could argue that Obi-Wan Kenobi did that too. Argue? Obi-Wan what
1: Kenobi is. did do that. Well, he lied to Luke. <laughs> He lied to Luke Skywalker.
2: And I like this idea that Willow, or that that Willow is kind of a, a magician,
1: Ooh. doing
0: these tricks. <gasps> That's a pretty he good trick.
2: Yeah. I've not. I mean, I've seen that done before. I don't know how it's done with a yeah, lot of tricks.
1: Well, I know how they did that one.
2: Well, don't tell me, you'll ruin it.
1: Okay. Uh, well, uh, the trick I want to know is how the fuck did they find so many little people? I is, wonder is there, how many.
2: Any little actors not in this movie? Uh,
1: I doubt it. I wonder how many munchkins it's are in it. And I mean Wizard of Oz munchkins.
3: Because
1: this is in the 80s, so it's, well, all, it's 40 so years later. I think
3: the the old wizard coming up was one of the Wizard of Oz munchkins.
2: Maybe. And, you know, I think it's sad that, that you know, CGI has pretty much ruined the careers of little yeah,
1: people. Yeah, look, at the black one. The black one is the, the munchkin, the midget that's in everything.
2: Yeah. No.
1: Anyway, uh, but what, what were you saying?
2: Oh, that, you know, CGI has, has ruined the uh, the livelihoods of so many of these guys because they all could have been in The Hobbit, but no, they cast regular-sized people in The Hobbit.
1: <laughs> well, it, to be fair, they just should have gotten a, a gigantic guy to play Gandalf.
2: Well, but also, like, they would, I mean, you know the he got his start playing an Ewok, whereas nowadays an Ewok would be digital. Oh yeah, and it's like they many dwarves and creatures uh, were played by little people. I mean dwarves, okay. as in yeah, uh, but any all kinds of of weird creatures where the size was not that of a of a normal human being. They're not going to use children because labor laws means you can't. You know, work them as much as you can a, a little person. So yeah, they got tons and tons of work playing even just like parts of creatures. But now, all CGI. Yeah. See, computers are taking away our, our little people jobs.
3: Yeah. Little people Lucas jobs. was at the forefront of both. Or while well, yeah. like the resurgence of using little people and the destruction of their work in Hollywood. And set designers.
2: <laughs> well, God. designers, but not builders. Builders are screwed.
1: Yeah. Weird.
2: Billy Barty was the go-to fantasy little person.
1: What? I don't even know what's going on. What
3: is he doing? Uh, They're picking
2: uh, something picking, somehow.
3: Yeah, which finger does the power lie in? Or something like that. Oh...
1: Oh
2: Punch him in the face this <laughs> year. Oh, he's the, the magician is taking an apprentice. Oh, okay. And if you answer the question correctly. Which so is it which finger does the power lay in? Yeah. And I think it's you don't pick one of his.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah a lot of those guys are time bandits. And here comes the dog in a costume. I don't know, she was
1: right here. What's weird is, he's supposed to be a dad. Yeah. He is in his 20s.
2: You mean... Yeah. Uh, Warwick Davis? Yeah. Yeah, because we don't know how the ages of these people are. You know, I think it's interesting that this, you know... Uh, how, how much of this movie is really going to be kind of borrowing just in terms of big concepts and visuals from The Hobbit, you know, which was something that was for so long I mean, this was the closest you got to a live-action Hobbit Yeah. whereas by the time well, no, people are going to be hearing this soon, but uh, in, in a week or so from the time we record, yeah, that guy's in a lot of stuff uh, you know, we're going to get the second part of The Hobbit with, with no little people
1: Hopefully this week, because we don't have anything this week.
2: Oh yeah, so by the, by the time uh, you hear this, it'll be okay. uh, a few days away, probably.
1: Which I, pro- I, I hopefully will not watch, unless I have to in the high frame rate. Did that make you sick too? It didn't make me sick. It made me realize that they were just dudes in costumes, and I'm not a fan of dudes in costumes. It took me, It didn't allow me to just lose myself in it.
2: See, I like the high frame rate. I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, you're also blind.
1: Was looking for somebody I've got excellent vision.
2: Excellent. So the little people killed a dog.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they actually killed a dog. See, that, they that is. They killed it and ate it. That's the weirdest part. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Is watching him run. Yeah, I think that's why this movie fails oh, is they should have never had dwarves running. And is that supposed to be a bed? Have to take a what is that trip. supposed to be? What, what did they know. just put the baby on?
3: It looks like just like maybe a sheet. Scratch over some. I guess it's supposed to be a bed. Silence. It's weird.
0: One piece we can kill.
3: Maybe more. one beast we can so kill,
1: you should really be able more. to take out quite a few more of them. Just saying. The them
0: the you know, okay. the only...
1: Oh, go
2: ahead. Okay, so yep. basically they're realizing the dog was looking for the baby.
1: So the, the only... Uh, the only little person working on TV right now is that kid in uh, the middle. Come forward. I think he's a little person. He's definitely he's definitely got like Gary Coleman disease. Well, Warwick was Warwick doing Warwick
3: stuff Davis with Ricky Gervais. Sort of reality show? What? Doesn't he, uh, War, uh, Warwick Davis have some sort of reality reality show?
2: Well, he was oh. in the, he was in Life's Too Short. Yeah. Which was kind of the fake reality show, and then he was on uh, a season of An Idiot Abroad. Okay, where he, you know, travel around the world with Carl Pilkington. Be but
1: uh, I don't count any of that. And you know,
2: watching, uh, life's too short. Uh, I I really liked that show a lot, and I think even though he was playing himself, uh, he actually was a, was a pretty good actor. I mean, his comedic oh, yeah. timing was pretty solid. But like in this movie, it's like yeah, he's he's still raw. He's still not quite. that great an actor
1: i still i still honestly have no idea why george lucas wrote this basically for him not wrote it but you know what i mean like why is he the lead why didn't they get another guy
2: another little person little person uh because i don't know he already he knew him he already had an association with him
1: maybe Uh, I think he sucked his dick.
2: Well, actually, it says here during the production of Return of the Jedi, Lucas approached him about playing Willow, although it was years later that he would actually do the role. He said he wanted to put a little person in the lead because his movies are about a little guy against the system, and this was making that literal.
1: God damn, George Lucas.
3: (laughs) He's so full of things that are, like, almost good ideas. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, he's full of good ideas. He's just not very good at executing them. Yeah. Well, I mean, he actually didn't make that movie, <laughs> he wrote it.
3: Well, this, is, this feels very much more George Lucas than Ron Howard, but maybe it's just one of those things. It's just Ron Howard is still just getting started, so he doesn't have a lot of things that he'd start to have as sort of his signatures
2: right yeah this is this is really too too early in his career for him to be his own director especially if something of this scale with this you know this many effects and this this kind of costume drama i mean he probably was relying a lot on on lucas for this and this was uh very deliberately targeting a younger audience which you know, it's something that, that Lucas starts in Return of the Jedi and then just kind of, I think he just realizes that's the, that's the audience he's really looking to chase, not a bunch of jaded old farts like us.
1: Did it start in Return of the Jedi or did it start with uh, Howard the Duck? Because isn't Howard the Duck uh,
3: earlier? No, no, no Howard the Duck is right before this, isn't it? it yeah. Yeah, it's 85, I think. And that, that was, I, I'm pretty sure that was an adult. Yeah I, really kids, right? yeah, I don't think that was really
2: targeted at kids, right? I don't know if they knew who they were chasing with that
3: <laughs> because
2: the, the Howard material is very much more geared towards adults. But I watching the movie, it kind of misses the mark on that a lot. So yeah. I don't know if they, I think they just never figured out, you know, maybe, maybe if they would have just said, okay, let's abandon making, let's abandon the adult audience and make Howard just for kids. Maybe it would have worked for kids more. But as it is, it didn't work for anybody. No. Even though I considered uh, uh, recommending that for uh, this commentary.
1: (laughs) I want the duck. Run, can't feel it.
2: But I do recall one of our premises was a movie that we liked back then. Yeah. Although I I actually did not. I don't recall hating it as much as everybody else did. I remember being disappointed more so than really disliking it.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely don't remember hating it. I don't recall hating it. I do recall liking it. I liked the duck. I think it was a movie made for twelve-year-olds. Maybe because a twelve-year-old, I don't really consider a little kid, but they're also not adults. Yeah. I, I think it man's Land. Yeah, yeah, where very few movies are made for because they they really don't have money of their own.
2: So basically, uh, at this point, they have they have realized that if they keep this this little baby. They're all going to die. So they're sending Willow off to take her back to her people.
1: Did she just give him a braid of her hair? Yes.
2: Yep. What? what? Didn't you know that's how little people express affection for each other?
1: Well, they're making out right there. I think that would have been fine.
2: Right, But now, I mean, I, I don't know if... And in this, seriously, I have no idea if this is the case. Uh, just the, the obviousness of that makes me go, okay, how is that hair going to save him later? Yeah. You know?
0: Go in the direction the <laughs> bird
2: Billy Barty got some magic.
1: Go in the direction of the bird is flying.
0: It's going back to the village. Go <laughs> the bird. Follow the river.
3: <laughs> now, go, uh, is that the guy who. Not the, uh. The, the black one. Is he in Bad Santa? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's the black midget. Yeah. I call him the black midget because nobody remembers his name, but when I say the black midget, you know exactly yeah. who I'm talking about. He's the only black midget that you've ever seen in he any He pretty
2: event. much looks the same, too, now.
1: Yeah. yeah. well, that's, I mean,
2: Warwick looks much older.
1: That's because we don't Let's age go. the same way. We have to We as in black people, and that is, and I'm
2: a midget. Stop. Why? The
1: babies <laughs> said the, the other one's done a ton of stuff. Too.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I think every uh, almost all these people have been inside. Oh,
2: a... see, so, yeah, I mean, we're getting baby puke jokes, and you wonder why Jar Jar steps in poop. No,
1: okay, so yeah, dude, really need somebody to go back into. Uh, what do you call that, into all of episode one and replace Jar Jar Binks' head with Ahmed Best's head. Isn't that his name? Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. goes It goes from being a wacky child character to being the most offensive black character ever yeah. created. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They talk a lot about Jar Jar and the brownies and it, Jared, especially Jared and that uh, most annoying character. This uh, black knight, he's the prototype for Darth Maul. Where and he's very scary looking, but he doesn't actually do a whole lot. Yeah, it, it villain wise, he's scary.
2: And we've got basically the a uh, let's see which which Disney movie is this? Which from
1: uh, Maleficent? Yeah, is so
2: basically, is this the Snow White one? Yeah. So we've got a a Disney villain. I mean, he's he's clearly melding all these different kinds of fantasy things together the way that he melded a bunch of different sci-fi things together in Star Wars.
1: Yeah. I like how that guy just, I came around a tree and I cleaned up. Even though in reality, unless you've got a bunch of water, you're not getting anything clean. That's baby puke.
2: Yeah, but again, magical baby. Or puke could be different.
3: Oh, yeah, you're right. Leave just a oh, yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> d- doesn't this seem oddly reminiscent of stuff from The Hobbit?
3: A little bit of The Hobbit, yeah, it is weird. I wonder if he tried to get the rights to The, the Hobbit, Order of the Ring, got turned down, and decided to do his own one.
2: Ooh. Well, they the they had already done the uh, the Bakshi. Lord of the Rings animated movie at this point. So yeah. they, the rights certainly were in the hands of other people. So, uh, yeah, maybe this was just kind of like, well, I, I can't tell that story, so I will tell. Yeah, I mean, even that shot right there. That's Hobbit. Um, I can't tell that story, so since I couldn't tell Flash Gordon and I made Star Wars, I can't tell the Hobbit. And again, that shot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are all all uh, like from old Hobbit calendars and shit that were floating around in the 70s and 80s. Although it's strange, the James Horner score doesn't sound like most other James Horner stuff.
1: No. And honestly, does not feel Ron Howard at all. Mm-mm. Like, if if it didn't say this is a Ron Howard production at the very beginning, I wouldn't believe that it was a Ron Howard production.
2: Well, I remember that was one of the criticisms of this movie and, and kind of one of the the fears was that uh, if Lucas would, because, you know, Ron Howard was actually, I mean, he hadn't done big things, although apparently I guess he had done Cocoon before this, which not quite at this scale, but still a bigger movie. Yeah. But he did stuff that um, was odd and quirky in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then this is very, very mainstreamed and kind of kind of white bread. You know, there's no edge to this movie at all. It is is very, very, you know, like I said, it feels to me like more of a kid's movie. That was was, uh, Lucas basically going to ruin Ron Howard as a director. And uh, apparently the answer was no.
1: No. But Ron Howard ruined George Lucas as a producer. Because there's been nothing good that George Lucas has Maybe done since facts. this. Actually, no, that's not true, because Episode 3 I still think is actually pretty decent. Oh, yeah. I jam. will still defend Episode 3.
0: This
1: us. is weird.
0: He's looking right at us.
1: I'm not understanding this at all.
2: So they've just uh, come across Mad Mardigan, played by uh, Val Kilmer. Take care of the baby. So, without Willow, do you
1: think uh, Kilmer goes on to be the star that he is in the 90s? I, I don't no, know. He, no.
3: he really, actor wise, I, uh, I mean, other than all the little people who continued to get little people work, he seems to be the only one who did much of anything after this movie.
1: Yeah. yeah but, I mean, it's just one of those things where. Bad, it, it is very different than what he had been playing before, which was the good-looking, funny guy.
2: True, true. This was this kind of was the first time he was a a, a leading man, an action hero. You know, we might not have gotten um, things like Batman, things like the Saint, things like. The what else did do, do after this? I said it. The doors. Well, the doors. I think he got that because he could do a good Jim Morrison imitation.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he would have had the opportunity. I think he would have faded into obscurity.
2: Very possibly, yeah.
3: Or he might have just. Oh, you know,
2: I I never realized this, but uh, this this now make now this makes a lot of sense, um, as far as to why Ron Howard uh, directed this is apparently he was looking to do a fantasy movie. And uh, Industrial Light and Magic did the effects for Cocoon. So he was at Industrial Light and Magic working on Cocoon uh, when Lucas um, basically offered this to him. And and I had forgotten that uh, Ron Howard was in American Graffiti. That's right. So that's where they met.
1: Uh, Jesus Christ, George Lucas is just a strong, strong. Uh, there's so much that comes out of Lucas,
3: so much.
1: Yeah, these people might have been big and done fine without him, but.
3: Well, I was I was gonna say, I I think he might have continued on, been more, have a, had a career more in line with, say, Leslie Nielsen, where he just continued oh, to so do zany yeah, yeah. comedies. Yeah, and I maybe eked out a career, probably not as big a career, but, you know, it eked out a decent career doing movies like that.
2: Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He does seem to have an eye for young talent. Yeah. Other than Hayden Christensen.
1: You, you know what? It's not his, it's not his fault. I've seen him in other things and he's not
2: horrible. And actually, fact- I, I mean, I know, I know I, I am the minority opinion on this. I, I think, I think... I think people are confusing a and a, a really kind of annoying character with a bad performance. I mean, there's some bad line deliveries, um, but you know, there's bad line deliveries by Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Um, but I think much more so is people don't like the character of Anakin Skywalker. Um, And I don't think he's really should be that likable, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is one thing where I really would be more curious to like talk to, uh, Chris Mitchell's kids in 10 years and see if their take on Anakin is different than our take because our take on Darth Vader was, he was a scary motherfucker who turned into a whiny brat. Whereas their take is he's a whiny brat who turned into a scary motherfucker.
1: Well, uh, well, uh, the other thing is he's not a whiny brat to kids today, at least True. Anakin, because of Clone Wars, he's not a whiny brat at all. The, the show Clone Wars redeems every single character in the prequels and, and makes them fuller and richer. Even though I've never really watched any of the Clone Wars, I just, I just know that they're, you know the character development that you get out of a cartoon that people wanted to watch is so much better. Uh-oh. That's
2: an army coming to
1: kill a baby. Five or
2: six wagons. Yep. Yeah. Again, that, that shot easily could cut that into Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really amazed. I mean, I, again, look, we haven't seen. It. When when I saw this movie, I I knew nothing of the Lord of the Rings other than the Bakshi animated movie, which I really didn't care for. I liked the uh, Hobbit and the Return of the King animated ones on TV, but I really did not like. Uh, Lord of the Rings, because I'm not a not a big rotoscoping fan. Um, so yeah, when I saw this movie, I, I I would not have known. Hey, all of this stuff is really kind of lifted from from Tolkien. Uh,
3: me. Yeah. Uh, Ignorance. is bliss. I think I'd only read Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, not a, I definitely haven't read it at this point, Excuse me, but sir? I think I had only read it uh, found one of in your high school, in our village. like for for we literature class. Is that the guy from Superman three? Yeah. Which one? That's
2: uh, yeah. Uh, what's his Brad? name? I keep what yeah. Brad. That's right. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> poor guy.
2: He was kind of a go-to villain in a variety of movies.
3: Cage. Well, at least I'm not Speaking of movies, yeah. I haven't watched in forever, but I like the time. Yeah, I, I'm almost afraid of watching Superman 3. It's not. Uh, I watched it recently Mom, I mean, yeah, because
1: it was on cable and I and I could watch it. Uh, I like it a lot. Which movie?
2: Yeah.
1: Superman 3. I, I think I, Superman I 3 like is solid until the end. Yeah. yeah.
2: If, if, it, you, if you look at it right and you realize that the, is Again, is that this is not Superman the movie, and this is not Superman 2. This is a very different right. thing. It's, it's two separate movies. It's a Superman movie that takes place in Smallville, and then a wacky uh, Richard Pryor movie about a computer programmer that's got just crazy mad skills. As, and individually, they're actually both pretty effective movies. They just don't really connect very well. And then at the end, it just gets goofy.
1: Wow. I'm looking at Kilmer's uh, resume. I forgot all about Top Gun. Never mind, oh, Willow Oh yeah, top, uh, yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, did. but
2: would he have gotten Top Gun? Yeah, without
1: Willow Top, top Gun is '86, Two years oh. before Willow
3: well, then Never mind. Yeah. Oh, so
2: then he, they, so that he's was. he's
3: not top billing in that movie, so maybe he kind of continues on. At best, he hope he he can hope for adversary or villain.
0: I go back to your yeah, but. Well, I want out of this cave,
3: right? But three,
1: uh, and he does a lot of oh. bad movies in between, yeah. like. He 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 has hits. It's one of those. It's like top. He goes Apocalypse Now. I didn't know he was in Apocalypse Now. Uh, body Heat. Which he was I in know. Apocalypse Now. He's in Apocalypse Now. I don't know where. Uh, at least according to Wikipedia. Re- top Secret, Real Genius, Top Gun, three years, boom, 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 and then uh the mur the murders in Rue Road. What the man who broke one thousand chains. What then Willow, which is something that we know because we're geeks, but it's still a horrible movie. Yeah. The, Billy the Kid Kill Me Again and then The Doors what? okay strange career Thunderheart The Real McCoy then Tombstone which is another one that's uh, he, he has another nice little run Tombstone True Man Romance Batman Forever Heat so you got four movies that are pretty big and then uh, his career kind of dies
2: well I've, I've told you my theory about him right?
1: that he was replaced
2: No, the the theory about him and Marlon Brando?
1: Yeah, that Marlon Brando... uh,
3: Made him crazy?
2: No, when Marlon Brando did Superman the movie, he made all Uh, this money, and he bought an island. And that island was inhabited by a demon. And that demon jumped into Marlon Brando and made him fat and crazy. And that's evidenced by Apocalypse Now. And then he just continues to get fatter and crazier. And then he does that uh, Dr. Moreau movie with val kilmer and the demon realizes that brando doesn't have much time left and he jumps from brando to val kilmer because after that brando does that movie with robert de niro and uh ed norton and he's fantastic he like reminds everybody that he's a better actor than robert de niro or uh, edward norton and then promptly dies and then val kilmer gets fatter and crazier so at some point some movie that Val Kilmer's in, the demon's going to jump to another actor, and that actor will get fat and crazy. Wow, that's
1: my theory. It's, it's weird. His last legitimate hit was uh, was Heat. Even though Kiss Bang, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a uh, critical hit, it's not a financial. Yeah, that's not hit. a hit. If
2: we hurry, we can be home that's a cult movie.
3: Morning. Yeah, he and you know, it's not like he's made like really all, I liked the same. I thought the same, thought the same oh, was pretty good.
2: Oh yeah, but he's been in a string of horrible to video Anchor Bay movies.
1: Back, Just horror movies in general. Yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, we we could put Anchor Bay could put out a Val Kilmer collection. <laughs>
1: uh, poor Val Kilmer.
3: Well, some guys make bad choices. I mean, you know, Mark right Hamill way. and Harrison Ford. Yeah, you know, one guy. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, you know, it made you know the Indiana Jones movies and Witness, and the other guy is the voice know, of the at, Joker. At one point, the Suck only word dick. he could. Yeah, well, at, well, for a little bit of for a little bit of time, the only thing he was really known for was being in Wing Commander. So, wait, Stop. What?
2: Uh, here we go the brownies. The
3: the computer games, Wing Wing Commander. No, no, they, I'm
1: waiting. what's going on on the screen.
3: Oh, it's the brownies. Yeah, I know.
2: See, this almost made me want Jared to be part of this, because <laughs> he hated these guys.
1: Yeah, I can see why.
3: This is so strange. Well, the movie takes a, a very weird turn at at this point.
2: So, but I mean, it's kind of an interesting idea that the little person is here, a giant. You know, that that's a, an interesting little twist.
1: Right, now, how are they doing this? What what's the uh, special effect?
2: Oh, this is all blue screen.
1: Okay. You are
0: mine to toy.
2: Yeah, that guy is a comedian, too. The other brownie other than the guy who does Kevin Spacey.
1: Um, you mean Kevin Pollak? Yeah. They really shouldn't be. Uh, do you even realize how strong those little fuckers are? If they, if It only takes like eight of them to pull one of those guys?
2: Yeah they're powerful I'm,
3: I'm wondering if this is the start of that thing where it's like we need someone who's funny we need someone to be funnier in our movie get a, com- a stand up comedian just let them do their routine instead yeah. of we need someone to be funny in this movie write some funny shit I'm uh, wondering if this is the start of all that to my I don't
1: th- I think that Ooh, we Tinkerbell. I think the true start of it is Eddie Murphy being fucking hilarious in like three movies and making a stupid amount of money.
3: Yeah, but those movies were also like written well. Like, they, they were great. Right. They were uh, talking about trading places and coming to America. Those are John Landis movies, right? Yeah, and
2: and those were also comedies where a where the comedian was the star. I mean, they, Richard. Comedians have always been in movies, but yeah. this is this is not a comedy movie. This is, hey, we need to spice it up a little bit with some humor. Let's get a comedian, rather than let's just let's write some, you know, humorous material like, you know, the Hulk punching Thor in the head. You know, hmm. instead of doing that, they would put in, you know, uh, Louis C.K.
1: Like, all right, go to work. Well, suit so Louis C.K. has
3: standards. Yeah. You gotta, you I think Louis K,
2: Louis C.K. would take a part in the
3: Avengers. I was gonna say yeah louis ck would probably do five minutes of stand-up in the event i don't know how he could like even squeeze that into the story unless he was in the place of uh harry dean stanton
2: that yeah could,
3: that could have been a good place yeah. for a comedian in uh a, in a, another writer's hands
2: but yeah there, there's a good example of instead of putting a comedian there you put someone who is an actor who has you know some comedic ability yeah. Play kind of this weird deadpan. And remember this was kind of a weird character, this this kind of mystical fairy thing. And again, it, it has vibes of uh Kate Blanchett from uh Lord of the Rings. I don't remember the character's name, but yeah, with the weird glowy lady and Tinkerbell. Man, he's just stealing from everything.
3: Lucas <laughs> is the shit. Is this I wonder if this is one of Ron Howard's daughters.
2: Ooh! Oh, interesting. She does have red hair.
1: And she would be about the right age.
2: Let's see if it actually says on Wikipedia.
1: Wikipedia, it might say. But IMDb, it definitely would say. Mm, True. What is the name of the baby? Alora Down. I got to go to the full cast. Rick Overton is the other comedian. Uh, as the other brownie.
0: And I think of her every day.
1: Nope. Ruth and Kate Greenfield. Because oh, okay. twins. Baby. Yeah. yeah. Baby twins. The oh. whole uh,
3: Michelle Tanner thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow, this is interesting. What's that? Um, location shooting took place in Wales and New Zealand. Really? Yeah. Originally, so Lucas wanted to shoot... Uh, in Northern California, like he did with Return of the Jedi, uh, some exteriors were done around Skywalker Ranch. Um, but, yeah, I guess they did shoot. I wonder how many of these places were in both movies, or in, in The Lord of the Rings and in this.
1: That would be fun to find out. I didn't tell him you told him like, hey, wait, that, that that mountain right there, that's the mountain they climbed over in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So so now we can say Peter Jackson stole from uh, George Lucas <laughs> in that fashion. Even though, it, you know, New Zealand does make sense. I, I do like the joke of what is New Zealand going to do now that the Lord of the Rings stuff is all done. They <laughs> have nothing.
2: Just got sheep. Well, Peter Jackson will still shoot there. Yeah.
1: This way. Yeah. Are
0: you sure you know where you're going?
2: wow this is this is sad what's sad? i'm just looking at its stuff in the wikipedia page and it (laughs) said lucas had hoped willow would earn as much money as et but the film faced early competition with crocodile dundee 2 big and rambo 3 and i'm like really you're blaming it on that it's not like it was up against the fucking avengers if you can't take crocodile dundee 2 big yeah, but that's also a very, very different movie with a very different audience. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Although no. I guess
2: maybe not because if this was really, you know, At something kids. more for kids, that was that they would respond more to Big.
1: Oh yeah, Big. Big was a big movie for me when I was a kid. I loved the shit out of it. The idea, because you know, the, the, the perfect, the, the best part about Big was the what they did was they didn't think as an adult with that character that character went in and was a kid you know even though it was Tom Hanks it was still the universe that I didn't understand like oh yeah you go and you get an apartment all right you get a room to stay in that makes sense I identified with him crying too (laughs) is that a fake baby is he holding a doll he's holding a doll probably
2: Uh, the movie was nominated for two Academy Awards, sound editing and visual effects, but lost in both categories to Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Well, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is 100 times better. Why do you need two babies if this is all... Like, you could have done those shots at any
2: time. Yeah. God, the match shots in this are horrible.
1: They are really nice. give me, give me the dust of broken
2: yeah. Warwick Davis was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Performance by a Younger Actor. He lost to Fred Savage
3: for Vice Versa. Vice Versa? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the movie, Vice no. Versa? Is that where he switches with Judge Reinhold?
1: That is the movie he switches with Judge Reinhold.
2: Ooh, and listen to this. It was nominated for two Golden Raspberry Awards, including Worst Screenplay, which it lost to Cocktail, and Worst Supporting Actor for Billy Barty, who lost to Dan Aykroyd in Caddyshack 2.
3: Ouch broken heart. Uh-oh. I can't... I just realized there's bestiality in the kids' movie. No, <laughs> not really. Well, it attempted bestiality because he tried to come on to that cat. He had the love potion on him. I'll get, uh, i get...
1: Wow,
2: know. there were three video games based on Willow. There were three video games? Yeah, Mindscape published an action game in 1988 for the Amiga, the Atari ST, the Commodore 64. Capcom published two different games in 1989: a platform game for the arcades and a, a role-playing game for the Nintendo Entertainment System.
0: Where the hell did you wow! Come from? I I shouldn't have trusted you, Willow. Why? I, well,
2: I, I gotta, I gotta say, the Wikipedia page for this is more interesting than the movie. Lucas outlined the Chronicles of the Shadow War trilogy to follow the film and hired comic book writer-novelist Chris Claremont to adapt them into a series of books. They take place 15 years after the film and feature the now-teenage Allura Dannon as the central character.
1: Well, Lucas really had high hopes for this, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Hilda,
1: wow, how sad must that be? Don't
0: be so, because
1: his first movie is American Graffiti, right? And it's te- technically a hit, yeah. Critically, if not financially, but I think it was financially. Oh yeah. Uh, is the second
2: movie? Uh, THX? Well, his first movie was THX.
1: Okay, first movie is THX. Yeah. Then, then you got a critical success, and then definitely a financial success with the Star Wars trilogy. Oh yeah. Then you go to Indiana Jones. Like, like you're thinking, you can't lose. And then you hit. Okay, well, let's try something you know different. Let's go Howard the Duck. Whoa, kind of falls short. All right, all right. You know, can't it can't all be winners. And then you do Willow. And then he doesn't do anything after Willow, does he? Not
2: uh, not for a Cause, while.
1: Because Indiana Jones three is eighty nine, I think. So you get that one.
2: Yeah. And then uh, nothing till uh, well, when he does that. Young Indiana Jones show.
1: Uh, that's I don't like that show at all. So here we've
2: got Val Kilmer in drag. With huge fake boobs.
1: And then he, and he wants falls to for the
2: chick from Ferris Bueller.
1: Is it Ferris Bueller's
2: chick? I think so.
1: No, it's not.
2: Oh, no, it's not. You're right. Actually, doesn't Val Kilmer marry this woman? Yeah. Joanne Whaley.
4: I don't know. Sweet
2: luck. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking she was Mia Sara.
3: Yeah, it says they were married from 88 to 96. That's On her Wikipedia. Why, that's why I know her.
1: From the Borgias. I watched that show. I liked it enough.
2: See, I mean, we've got all of these action pieces, which really just kind of fall flat a little bit.
1: It reminds me kind of um oh god damn it what the hell is the name of that movie
3: x versus seven nobody
1: remembers x versus seven ballistic
3: that was like banderas and lucy lou right yes it was
1: where where there's all kinds of action pieces or more aptly because almost nobody saw that movie uh the first wolverine movie where all the action beats are there but it's just boring
3: yeah yeah
1: Oh, and I have seen the second Wolverine movie at this point. And uh, it, too, is a horrible movie. It's just better than the first movie.
2: Well, I don't think it was horrible. I thought it was pretty good.
1: No, it's not good. Hey, it's but, cool. I, but I also like Wolverine, the character, more than me. Yeah.
3: I think, it, I just I think like, it does much better by, by Logan. first Oh, yeah. I don't even really hate I was just saying this uh, this morning at work I don't actually hate any of the X-Men it's just a couple of them aren't
1: good <laughs> no no I, I actually hate the Wolverine but that's because I really Wolverine was my jam in the 90s and they did a really good job of, with their character in the 90s and then they kind of fucked them up
2: well especially after kind of getting it so right in the x-men movies even in x-men 3 which is yeah uh, is a better movie than it has a right to like i mean that that movie was such a disaster in terms of making it uh you know i it's one of those things where where brett ratner may not be a great director but that movie really should have been worse considering the difficulties they had like it's like superman 2 i'm surprised they got even got something watchable yeah but uh But getting Wolverine so right three times in a row and then missing in his own movie, yeah, it's like how do you do that? You
1: the the, the mob boss can't. The hell! The, the thing that really kills me is that helicopter scene in Wolverine, where he jumps in and takes out a helicopter, and it's okay. just boring. Yeah,
2: you know what I really liked about um, the Wolverine is it's a small movie. Yeah, yeah is I was like wow a movie where like no fucking buildings blow up. It's like this is the no he's not saving the world, he's not saving the planet, he's not saving you know a species from extinction. He's you know saving himself, saving a chick. And it's yeah. like I would like more superhero movies that play on a smaller scale than we have to say. Like saving a city is like the smallest it seems to get in in a lot of movies these days. And I was like no, how about just like they fight a villain, fight some crime. Not yeah. save the world.
1: I was just uh one of those things I was very disappointed in it. But it was it was my personal expectation because people said it was so good. It's like, oh it's so so good, so much better than the first one. Then I watched it and I was like yeah, it's better than the first one, but the first one like it's not hard to be better than the first right.
2: Wolverine movie. Well, I also walked out the whole time thinking like I really liked the idea funny we're spending more time talking about wolverine than about willow right now it's fine i like the idea that it was basically kind of a, almost just a a martial arts movie a samurai movie or something that uh that has wolverine in it and it just made me one wish that either uh what's his name aronofsky would have done it because and then it would have had a, a strange edge or i was like why didn't they just like hire somebody who does badass badass you know asian martial arts movies to do it and just fucking put wolverine in in that you know that's yeah. kind of what i that, that's what i liked the idea of them basically playing it more of a straight martial arts movie until the end where it turns back into a superhero movie but i'm fine with that but uh,
1: i think i think that's actually you know what that's a problem that i had because the movie is fine right up until the end yeah
2: that that is really where like watching the movie i'm like i really like this and then at the end i was kind of like Oh, now we got a big giant robot. I was like, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't we have just stuck with this being like almost like you could have made the same movie without Wolverine?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And for some people that would suck, but for me, it was like, no, I kind of like that idea that we're treating Wolverine not as a superhero, but just treating him as like a martial. And the fact that he doesn't have the healing power makes it even more so. You know, it's basically he just he's got, you know, pretend he's holding. The claws instead of them popping out and, and just fucking martial arts movie, right? So yeah, if they and that's what that when I left I was like you know I really would have loved I would then I never I didn't think it was a great movie I thought it was a good movie I thought, or I thought it was an entertaining movie, but I yeah. think it could have been a great movie if they played it more straight.
1: I think so. I, th- I I I I got mad at the ending where they heat up the sword. It's one of it's one of those geek things. Yeah. It's like okay. All right. They in the mid '90s they turned adamantium into a uh, metal that was magnetic because it, before that it wasn't. So I'm, I'm okay. Okay. So we're we're he can control uh, Magneto can control it now. Okay. Fine. Uh, but then to be able to heat up an adamantium sword to cut through his adamantium, yeah, claws. I was like, okay, this is stupid.
2: Yeah, you can't cut adamantium with adamantium. Nope. That's why Wolverine can't cut Captain America's shield. Right. Now, the Hulk probably could. Because you have to be strong enough. Yeah. But yeah, heating it up. I mean, you yeah. basically have to be as, just about as strong as Adamantium to do that.
1: And you can't heat it up. Yeah. How many times did... What was it? Firestar burned him to one brain cell? And then he regenerated yeah. from that?
2: Oh, yeah. He's, he's He's been incinerated so many times and the skeleton just stays.
3: Right. Well, he was... He was in- he was burned to the bone twice in AVX, and that was a matter of weeks, I think. Like, if, if you read through the story, like, Avengers vs. X-Men, I think that takes place Don't over a couple up, weeks. Yeah. He was, like, burned to a skeleton well, twice way, in the story of that the, in the course of that book, so.
1: That way. Yeah, I, I just get annoyed by it, but...
0: And when you are drunk, you forget that I am in charge!
2: Yeah, these guys really are irritating.
3: Yeah, it's all very by the numbers. Yeah, well, uh, you know it's, what? It's, oh, it's and, and you can kind of start to see like that's the, the can like the skeleton oh, of a George oh, Lucas oh, oh, right. plot. You, as as but that's you know? Wait, like, wait. So the like, skeleton
1: of a George Lucas plot? Don't you mean a George Lucas plot? Because yeah, they are all skeleton.
3: Like, well, he built he builds his plots on the same skeleton. Yeah, and that's. It, that's kind of what this
2: is well, yeah I mean it's a very it's, it's a very classic traditional you know hero story have you um, found the ch- um, some, some and I think that's maybe the point. thing is some in the hands of a Steven Spielberg uh, so much is added to that to make it child. interesting um, yeah. in the hands of this Ron Howard he just didn't have the chops To rise I mean and I don't want to say rise above it because this is this is good stuff I mean that's what Lucas really does well like Gene Roddenberry like Stanley like all these guys they come up with big broad strokes that are some really interesting concepts and then other people can mold them into better things but you know it's funny I I was actually looking up some stuff on Lucas the other day and you know people will you know constantly just sort of bash him as, as being a a a bad director now, but uh, we forget that that Star Wars was nominated for best picture and nominated for best screenplay, uh, and and was you know a, a a critically a very successful movie, more so than any of the uh, than Empire Jedi.
3: Yeah, but that's I was gonna also... say, do you think maybe because Ron Howard didn't have the clout to go toe to toe with Lucas, like? If this was like three or four movies later in Ron Howard's career, this could have been an entirely different movie, because he would have been like, "Hey, you know, you're George Lucas, but I'm also Ron Howard."
2: I mean, I don't, you I know? don't think, you know, that that's assuming that that the bad things are are Lucas's fault, whereas I, well, I think I mean, it's just more a matter of this this movie was bigger than he was than really able to do. Yeah. you know, I don't I, think he.
1: To be honest, I don't think Ron Howard could ever do this movie. Because if you look at his career, he doesn't really go back to this style ever.
2: No, but I mean, if he did, it, it would be it would have more of Ron Howard's feel to it.
1: It would have a more Ron Howard feel, but I don't I don't think that I don't think that a uh, Ron Howard today making this movie would uh, this movie would turn out a, a much better than it is now. Loves it, I think it'll be about the same.
2: And and tonally though, this is this fits very much in a in a late 80s style. Oh, yeah. You know? Those giant hands. Yeah. <laughs> they're bigger than Val Kilmer's hands. They are.
1: That's why he's totally got to have a huge cock. Huge midget cock.
2: And I have to admit, uh, Warwick has got a pretty spectacular head of hair here, too.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, that's
2: like right out of, a, of an 80s. Like, it's like uh, Jack Blades from Night Ranger. It's got his hair.
1: The best, best part about the brownies is that they are never there. Like, unlike other movies where, where oh, you know, they were there. like Or like Jar Jar Binks. He was there. They just digitally changed him. Right. These guys were never there. Kevin Pollack talks about it. He just, it was in front of a blue or green screen
0: talking. What
1: did you do? Like, he didn't, they don't even, they're not even interacting with anybody other than Oh, I just love how
2: they don't even seem to cast shadows anywhere. (laughs) No. Like, the green screen didn't even pick up the shadows. Oh, there's a little bit of shadow there. Yeah. Actually, it's almost like, just take them out of the movie.
1: Yeah. They are really unnecessary. Go that way. Like, oh, that's the way I'm going. Yeah, could, you, about, could you
2: phantom edit this? If you really
3: are a princess, I don't think you could. Take care of him. Maybe? Uh, well, it, he gets hit with the love whammy. But then again, he was kind of attracted to her without the love whammy. So, maybe. I'm not again. What? Thanks. Thanks.
2: Yeah, and, and really, I mean, I know he's supposed to be a Han Solo-esque character. Yeah, but none of that charm comes through, none of it.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, uh, but that, I think it was just the luck of making a Han Solo character. I think if you if you cast Harrison Ford as this character, which I bet you he asked, <laughs> I think uh, it, it would have been. Fine. I could just see
2: Harrison Ford. You want me to play second to a midget? No fucking oh. way! I'm Indiana Jones now. I'm Indiana fucking Jones.
1: Sorry, yeah, I, I'm,
3: doing, I'm doing this movie about uh, Amish kids or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll get back to you, George.
1: <laughs> I did you a favor by being in uh, Return of the Jedi. Because to which
2: George Lucas responds, So, how are you enjoying being a carpenter? Oh, you're right. not? You're welcome. Right. No. I gotta put anybody in that fucking movie. i
3: have to I gotta put to anybody! You.
2: The only one we needed was Alec Guinness, because that's how we secured the money.
1: Yeah, but it really is Han Solo.
2: Yeah, I, like, I mean he, I, he 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 nails. It. I mean, again, I, I, I constantly hear people talking about the bad acting in in uh, Star Wars. I'm like, I don't think it was bad acting. It was bad dialogue, but the acting yeah. was good.
4: Yeah,
2: you're what confusing bad dialogue with bad acting. Yeah, is this thing talking? Yeah.
3: Well, you know, and Harrison Ford's not going to be gigantic megastar if Tom Selleck business. is in Raiders, and, and Lord only knows if, you know, the Indiana Jones is what it is to where Disney's buying it a couple days ago. Did they? Yeah, they bought it. They finally untangled that mess. I, I, I'm betting by Christmas you get the reboot announcement.
1: The reboot?
3: Oh, I'm, I'm sure they bought it to reboot Indiana Jones. Yeah. They're not going to... They're Not gonna buy it to do one more movie with old her old indie and they're not gonna do it to continue on with uh what's his name uh mutt shia LaBeouf? Yeah. hey hey shia LaBeouf, he's a good guy i'm not saying it I, he likes I, geek I, fights hey i'm not saying anything bad about it because mostly because i haven't seen crystal skull i'm just saying you don't spend what is this crystal skull you're dollars. talking about okay sorry that's michael i know what do i do I, I, you don't spend hundreds of millions of dollars for Indiana Jones without going, yeah, reboot. Yeah. So, so it'll be you know Harrison Ford playing Henry Senior, and it'll be I don't know one of the guys from Supernatural as a uh, as as Indiana Jones.
2: <laughs> now, you know what they've got to do? Take whoever the second male lead from the next Star Wars movie is and make him the new Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, has that been cast? Is, uh, is they have been casting,
2: but it has, there's been no announcements.
1: They keep talking about it.
2: Yeah, they actually it like had casting up in Troy.
1: Yeah, wow. Really?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the building next to where I work, uh, they uh, they had a casting call.
1: For Star Wars? Yep. Well, that is the
2: presumption, that? because I mean, it was it a for Disney, for Disney movie... Of oh. Around the You know That And there, there, it's a, a male Like 18 to 24 Female 16 to 20 something
1: Uh, Will, will it be a black person? I don't oh, know wait, no, no, George Lucas hates black people
2: Yeah, you're right Ah, oh, but George Lucas has nothing to do with this
1: Yeah, I know but Does sure, J.J.
2: Abrams hate black people?
1: I don't think so it was funny when, when I, like, I broke it down to a, a black kid at work. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, George Lucas doesn't hate black people. There's Tom, there's, uh, Lando Calrissian. Like, the first, number one, no black people in Star Wars. The first black people you meet is in Empire Strikes Back, and he's a fucking traitor. <laughs> like, right off the bat. The second black person is in, um, at least in the Star Wars universe, is, uh, what's his name?
3: Uh, the captain of yeah the, captain tanaka
1: tanaka. Yeah. tanaka and he like, dies he's on. an honorable man that has no lines and then dies and then uh the third one is samuel L. jackson who is supposed to be the most badass uh jedi in the history of the universe but he gets his hand cut off and electrocuted like oh, a, don't forget uh, darth vader he's not black
2: yeah but he was the uh the nubian whatever
1: nope I'm about not black Laura. it's a white guy the as they say, the greatest. Tra- as what's his name? Says? His the voice greatest- is black. Oh,
3: chasing Amy. Yeah.
1: Saying we all wants to be white. I, I do like. That.
3: Isn't that true? <laughs> <laughs> Bang. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, according to Josh, uh, Landa Calrissian is the greatest black man in history. Because he betrays the white man. Well, oh, he didn't say why. He just said he was better than Martin Luther King because Martin Luther King couldn't run Cloud City. Remember that was on... uh...
1: Did he say that?
2: Yes. Brian uh, Townsend was not too happy with
1: that. (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Yeah. He's the best example of a black man in the galaxy. Any galaxy. Because he can run Cloud City.
1: I I have an idea for Geek'smas. Yeah? I'm thinking about picking up uh, Cards Against Humanity. And we use that. uh, That was that game I was playing at C2E2. Ah, okay. Which it's basically, there's a black card... You pick up the black card, and you read it, and it says something like, um, uh, Jimmy likes going to the store for, and then everybody else has card, white cards that say crazy things. and you just Why put do down the white cards others. have to be crazy? The, the white cards are crazy, and then uh, they say funny things. Well, you can make it say funny things.
3: Why do the white cards have to be funny?
1: <laughs> because you guys have always been funny. I like uh, Skeletor here. He kind of looks like Skeletor.
2: He looks a little like Skeletor from the Master of the Universe movie. What
1: are they gonna do to her? I bet you. This is 88? When did He-Man go off the air?
3: This is right, This is after. It, it still would have been in people's minds, especially the 10 to 12-year-olds. Yeah. He, he'd been looking for it because they would have been watching the tail end of it, I imagine.
2: And they still would have had their toys.
3: Oh, yeah. I love. I love this.
1: A
2: show. precursor to Harry Potter's wand.
3: So whole thing well, um, you know, Lucas is very good at figuring out merch. You got hand it to him. If nothing else, he's fantastic at merchandise. So yeah. that yeah. It, he the Black Knight here cuts a very makes a hell it looks like a hell of a toy.
2: Yeah, yeah. If this is successful, this is a great toy line.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, there's a lot of great toys in this. Yeah yeah you could you can get the uh get eight inch brownies movie? that are life size Must
1: yeah, to-
2: and that I think almost kind of starts to work against him because it does start to seem that some of the choices that are made are made with that in mind, which you know I get it he knows where the money's be- you know where the money's coming from, but you know it, it makes you start to wonder if maybe other creative choices that might have served the story better. Uh, were rejected because uh, of of the possibility of of merchandising. I mean, that was Gary Kurtz actually said that was why Han Solo lived. they didn't want to kill off a major merchandise character. Because he was supposed to die in Return of the Jedi. Or or at least the end of The Empire Strikes Back. But the plan was he was going to die in Jedi. And then Lucas changed his mind. What are
3: you going to look like if this works? Oh, I mean that happens in franchises all the time I think you could make a huge argument that uh, a lot of the decisions creative decisions made in, say Voyager or Enterprise were made because you know, they were thinking more along the lines of being custodians to the franchise as they were yeah. telling a story
2: oh yeah I mean definitely certainly all the major movies have uh, have that in common I think I mean even though I, I think it I, d- I did like it, you know, you have to wonder how much of Iron Man 3 was, wow, look at how many different suits of armor, or how many different toys, I mean, suits of armor we have.
3: Yeah. You know what, my sister and I, when we watched Iron Man 3, uh, she kept saying she could see the wouldn't it be cool if in in the like writing process. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if Pepper wore the suit? Wouldn't it be cool if yeah. yeah.
1: See, but luckily the 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 difference that I would have to say with Iron Man and the the toy thing, those toys already existed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's
2: the thing. Those are all I I think that those as much as those are toy decisions, they are Iron Man is known for wearing a variety of armors. Yeah. You know, they're it's a a happy accident, but um it's not like Batman where no. Yeah. You know, Batman doesn't actually have orange scuba gear, yet right. he does have an action figure that does. Iron Man has always changed outfits and and, and has an armory like that. You know, that's yeah. all straight from the comics, which uh, was in the comics before even the comics were moving a lot of action figures.
3: Right. Well, it you know I the a lot of suits thing. I, I'll I will give them this that I like the reason behind it the well the story reason behind it where he's he's freaking out because he's you know he died serious post-traumatic stress an and the, the only thing that's he felt saved his life with his suit so it, it's suit he goes suit happy it, yeah. that 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 was here we are talking about <laughs> <I know. laughs> that yeah
2: fine.
3: this movie does what
2: well, it's strange there's not a lot to talk about because it is it's It is so straightforward a story and simple a story. I mean, the more like, you know, I watched bits and pieces of this um, when I was making sure that everything worked and I was just kind of surprised at how flat it was. And, you know, even if we weren't talking, I think I would have kind of lost, not not lost interest, but not been as engaged as I, as I was back when I saw this
3: in a movie theater. Well, yeah, it's, 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 like I said earlier, it's by the numbers,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, but, see, it's by the numbers, but of a time when... The numbers it, weren't there. Yeah, Right. Like, it's it's by the numbers by today's standards, because we've seen 100 movies like this, you know, since then. And, you know, probably 20 or 30 before it, but yeah. still, you know, it's still at the, the front end of the numbers. So...
2: It's okay. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of pretty standard fantasy movie tropes in here. This is just... Excalibur. A more... The, there's a lot of Conan in here. Yeah. And I seriously, like, you just take a Laura Dannen out and put a fucking ring in, and it's Lord of the Rings.
3: I just like mentioning Excalibur because, you know, Helen Mirren. You know? And her son. boobs.
2: <laughs> but this is also kind of one of the things is again because this is targeted at a younger audience whereas you know when i think of the fantasy stuff that i respond to even when i was young um it was it was more mature i mean i think i think that genre works better um when it's a little bit edgier whereas sci-fi i think you can make more for kids and it still functions pretty well yeah this needs boobs and blood. And there's really not much of either, except for Val Kilmer's boobs, right here.
1: Look at that nipple. Look at that nipple.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's funny, as I was thinking about this, and and when I was talking about uh, Best Fantasy Movie, I think I said that I'm not a big fan of fantasy. Yeah. But actually, when I saw The Hobbit last year, I kind of remembered, when I was young, I loved fantasy. I loved Conan the Barbarian, and... The sword and the sorcerer and crawl and all of those horrible 80s fantasy movies i just got a kick out of dudes and swords fighting and this yeah. movie has dudes and swords fighting that's going on right now but it's just not exciting
3: the was the one with like the the glaive yeah it was like half boomerang half knife right
2: yeah now see that's one where i don't want to revisit it because i loved
3: it and i
2: know i wouldn't love it now
3: yeah, and he's like crucified at the end. There's a, there's only a couple things I remember out of crawl, and I wonder if I'm confusing a lot of it with beast magic. <laughs> Yeah, so, so.
2: but yeah, there were a lot of a lot of uh, sword and sorcery movies throughout the '80s and '90s. This kind of was the last of them, really.
1: Yeah, because they 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 dried up in the '90s.
2: Yeah. I'm trying uh, to. Uh,
1: what was the? What was the? Oh, Batman. That's why Batman. Because Batman is technically a fantasy movie, too. Yeah. And, and that's what, what happened is the shift went to superhero movies, a bunch of horrible ones, but that was a new style of fantasy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Until Lord of the Rings was like, uh, no, motherfuckers, this is a fantasy movie. Yeah. But
3: Insta- And Stallone argues that superhero movies kill action movies like he and Arnold
1: uh no, he and Arnold killed. Yeah, <laughs> well, he and
3: Arnold running out of steam, I would argue.
2: And just camp, the but. endless repetition.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, well, one that, of the things. Uh, well, I was just gonna say he kept saying that during like the uh, press run for *Expendables*, that oh. like superhero, PG-13 superhero movies killed off R-rated action.
2: No, I think just an an endless sp- spat of. Uh, Bad r day That's one of the things that I think has saved or what has kept the superhero genre going is unlike after Superman and even Batman, then you get a lot of cheap, low-budget, crappy ones. Right. And and people don't do that now. People know that if you're doing a superhero movie, you got to spend 100 million dollars minimum, more like 200 million dollars. So that's kept the the you know, 400 cheap knockoffs from happening because they're just too expensive to make. Even, even if uh, you're trying to do a cheap one.
1: Well, they learned from the mistakes of the 80s and 90s that if you do do them cheaply and knock off, you're not yeah. going to make a lot of money. Holy shit, this is stupid.
2: Yeah. I remember this Val Kilmer's head and feet sticking out.
3: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that could only happen in a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: and again, this is kind of like a lot of this sort of dumb humor that makes its way into the prequels you see here.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and what's funny is people call it kid humor, but it's one of those things where you're pandering to children because children are actually much, much smarter than just a guy rolling down a hill. Yeah, you know, it is the cheap laugh. But if you actually just go, you know, go for a laugh, kids will laugh. They may not understand why they're laughing, but they'll still laugh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they'll say, oh, they, that's funny. I don't know why, but it is.
2: Well, I mean, I've seen gags like that before that have worked. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's the problem with comedy is it's not just you're going to do something funny. You actually have to be funny in it. I mean, two people can say the exact same line. One person gets a laugh, one person doesn't. I mean, that's, that's the tough part of comedy And why you shouldn't really do it unless you're definitely good at it.
4: Yeah, I knew you'd get out of that rat trap.
1: That's why it makes me so mad that the Academy Awards constantly ignore comedy. Yeah, because it is—it is the other half. It's what makes drama sweeter and what makes comedy funnier. Like that's why they're two sides of the same coin. Look everywhere. everywhere!
2: Well, it's funny. Um, I was at a, I was watching a. Thing at, at work, where the the head of stars was. Uh, hope I'm not breaking an NDA. <laughs> was uh, answering some questions about you know their lineup because they're doing all of these uh, original series, and somebody asked why they haven't done any comedy, and and I, I think I think the response was actually you know very very smart, and he was saying you know they're not opposed to it, and if someone brings them something that they think really works, but he was like with the the problem is. With an hour-long drama, you just need to put together a very well-done show.
4: You
2: know, you need to get good actors with chemistry, and you need to get a good writing staff and a good showrunner. And if you get all that, you pretty much get a good show. It's like, but with comedy, you have to be funny on top of that. And it's like, you can put all the right pieces in place and then just not be funny, and you got a shitty show. Right. And it's like, that's actually very smart. That's like... It's like, you know, we're not going to try comedy just because we haven't done comedy. We will do comedy when we have something funny.
3: Which is the way you should do it.
2: Right, Which is why you have 400 shitty sitcoms every season that don't last six episodes.
3: Well, it's like, I'm starting to wonder now, and I think you're starting to see them. Like, the shitty or lightly scripted comedies are coming out of Mm -hmm. everywhere because everyone's trying to get the next arrested development or The Office. That's that's the. And that might be at the same time. That's why, might be why the academy ignores comedies. Give up the baby. Up. It's just that, like, they probably they might view them as too cookie cutter. But bad comedies, cookie cutter. Good comedy, even yeah. if comedy.
2: Well, I think it's the idea that they want to be taken seriously, yeah. and you can't be taken seriously if you're funny, because funny is the opposite of serious. Not recognizing that, in terms of a discussion of craft. Uh you can take it seriously. Yeah. More seriously. And and that's real talent.
1: I always find it funny that most comedic actors can go into dramatic, uh, dramatic acting without much of a problem and the other way doesn't always work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can be a really great dramatic actor that cannot do comedy at all.
2: Oh yeah, so many great I mean, really, almost all the, the great comedic actors that I can think of have taken a shot at drama and been hugely successful. Actually, I, I, was, I was talking uh, yesterday with Lucy, and she was like, why doesn't Tom Hanks do comedy anymore? Because we yeah. were talking about that Captain Phillips movie where he's fantastic. I haven't seen it. And, uh, and she was like, why doesn't he do comedy? He was so good at that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I wish he
3: would, because he was really good. I can't even remember the last comedy. I keep wanting to say Dragnet, but I know that's that's that can't be it. Let
1: IMDb Tom Hanks. <laughs> while we're watching Willow, with you can hear it like it's playing.
2: Oh yeah! And right now they uh, they're in a a snow village, and uh, they're fighting some bad dudes, and they're what making up? their escape with uh, the baby and the. The female love interest. Willow. That was
3: a pretty cool mount. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was looking.
1: I guess you can't really count the kid movies, can you? Because that's how he stays in it.
2: Like what, what would mean?
1: Like toy, like toy, toy,
2: toys. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I don't. I I count live performance.
1: you going live. Yeah. All right. Lady Killers. 2004. Oh
3: yeah, that was the one where they like. Oh no, I think that's. It's Another a, one, it was like they robbed a bank or something. Like yeah. They're they're trying to get through something's basement. Yeah. It was Coen yeah. Brothers.
1: It was a
2: remake of a Peter Sellers movie, I think. An old Peter Sellers movie. It's really not good. Yeah, that wasn't. And there was an example of Cohen Brothers, solid directors, directors who have done comedy, great comedic. And who else was in that movie?
1: Uh, I think it, Marlon Wayne's Yeah.
2: So there were people who have all done great comedy stuff, put them together, and they're not funny.
3: Well, yeah, these comedy movies, the, the best ones usually seem to come like they they start grouping up, like uh, the Wilson brothers and Will Ferrell and uh, Vince Vaughn have done like three or four comedy movies together, and then like all these Arrested Development people are doing a bunch of comedy movies together, and uh, the the Hangover guys. Yeah, when you find people, it, it's as much about chemistry, and if you're just Throwing a bunch of people who are on their own are really good comedically. Mm-hmm. They may not have any chemistry with each right. other.
1: Okay, so it depends on if you consider it a comedy yep. or not. But A League of Their Own might be their last, his last comedy. If not, Joe Versus the Volcano yeah. in nineteen ninety. Yeah, I mean, volcano.
2: like a comedy, not a comedy drama, then a comedy this. The yeah, that's that's straight up comedy. Yep. That's and, that's long time ago.
1: Yeah. Twenty-three years ago, almost 24. Yeah.
2: So Tom and, Hanks, do some more comedy.
1: And you can kind of tell why, because after that, he starts winning Academy
2: Awards. Yeah, but he's got a bunch now. He doesn't need any more.
1: Yeah, and he's still really funny.
2: Oh, dude, watch him on Conan.
1: <laughs> uh, watch him on Conan. Listen to him on the Nerdist.
2: Even when he's like promoting a serious movie, he's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And Val Kilmer, please never do comedy again. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was really good, at, but not anymore. Oh, Real
2: Genius is one of my favorite comedies of all time.
3: Top Secret is one of my favorite of Zucker brothers. Yeah,
2: too. highly underrated. Like, why does nobody yeah. talk about that
3: movie? I I don't know. It got lost in the shuffle somehow.
1: Uh, easily, it's it's just one of those movies. There's no uh, what what reason is there to talk about Top Secret? It's funny. Yes, it's as funny
2: as Airplane. Uh,
1: But it's, what, 25, 30 years old
2: now? Oh, but, like, people didn't talk about it back then.
1: Uh, That's why people don't talk about it now.
2: But that's what surprises me, is, like, for a movie that, with, from those guys, in that style, you know, people talk about the Police Squad movies, and they talk about Airplane, but, like, in between, there's this gem that, uh, that just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it got lost in the Shuffle. Yeah, yeah. lost
1: in the shuffle. And then I think the other problem is Val Kilmer. Because, you know, Val Kilmer for a second was a legitimate actor. Yeah, and and now everybody thinks he's crazy. So you don't really go back into his catalog to find the gems that are in his career. Matter of fact, you go back maybe as far as Willow and you go, okay, he's okay in Top Gun. He's not funny in Willow, so why would I go back and watch
3: comedies of his poop joke? (laughs) Mm. You know what's weird? I mean, he's as crazy as Nicolas Cage, yet people will dig all the way back in in Nicolas Cage's catalog. Nicolas Cage
2: is entertainingly crazy.
1: Yeah, and Nicolas Cage has also won Oscars.
2: Yeah, but Kilmer's done some some great performances.
1: He's done some great performances that have gotten nods, but wait, has he? He's never even been nominated for an Academy Award. Wasn't
3: he Wasn't he nominated for The Doors? Uh, I don't believe so. Check.
1: Uh, Kilmer
2: Oscar
1: Oscar nomination. Let's see. He
2: also, I think, he suffered from the problem that a lot of actors had whereas when they are I mean he's I mean in this movie and certainly up to the doors really good looking man yeah and a lot of chicks dig him but he doesn't have the acting chops of Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp to make people go yeah he may be really good looking but he's also a fucking awesome actor he's not that awesome so once the looks go Oh, so there's a career. Uh, Looks like he was nominated for
1: Tombstone. Oh, wow. But that's it. Nothing else.
2: Now, see, I think... I mean, not not knowing who was nominated that year, but I thought that performance in The, the Doors was pretty astounding. And a movie I really am not a big fan of.
1: Yeah, well, he got the MTV... Uh, video award yeah. or, or nomination. He didn't win that either. Good
2: luck. Man, good who won that year? What the, hell happened to you? the MTV. Assaults. Anything? I mean, what? I who was what was the big acting thing that year?
1: What, that was 1990,
2: 91. So Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, home. Cool. well then. All yeah. Right. Sorry. You pl- Sorry. You played a gay
1: all. guy. You played a gay guy that uh, had AIDS. Sorry.
2: So yeah, we're basically now at the third act. I mean, we're at the big end fight. And uh, it's not not really
1: Wait, why exciting. are they falling a tree? I don't know. Yeah, well, no, because I'm looking at that door. And that's not like... Really? You had axes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, you took an axe and chopped down a, wi- a big thick wooden tree that was thicker than the door. Uh oh. Trolls. Did we already see
3: the morphing? No, uh, that's coming up here. Okay. All right. It's, like the troll goes into the water and goes all. Yeah, because the it.
2: it's the witch lady who she morphs from the goat to a tiger to a lady or something.
3: Is she a hot lady? No. no. Well, she might have been thirty years. Boy,
1: that's oh, that seems disgusting What oh.
2: the fuck? Oh that's right, this turns into a big monster now
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: One, uh, and there is a uh, There is a, a nice little factoid about this creature oh. Okay It is called It's a two-headed dragon Named the Ebersisk Named after Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel
1: Really? <coughs> yep
2: And actually, the character of General Kale is uh, named after the film critic uh, Pauline Kale. So he uh, named villains, named uh, some of his villains after, and monsters after film critics.
1: I wonder how by the numbers that part was.
3: What the, they're not actually scared of me, but I think they are.
1: Is that in Star Wars? Yes. What part is that in Star Wars?
3: He shoots the stormtrooper and chases him down the hallway?
1: Yeah, but uh, no, there was something, but there was clearly something behind him. I mean, there's something behind me. They're not scared of me, they're scared of that thing. Yeah. I think it's a Star Wars. That's weird that those things look like, uh, what do you call those things? horse.
3: Yeah. you
1: are a horrible magician. I'm just going to give you a little credit there. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you can turn a little ape man into this. And right. You can't use your magic to do anything that helps.
1: Although, technically speaking, that is helping.
2: Yeah. This
1: the, way... the beast. Find the baby.
2: Well, yeah, it, it's putting everyone in danger, not just you.
1: Right. Destroy the beast. Find the baby. I wonder if they... Uh... I wonder if the plan was to, to pull a, uh, what, what's the actor that played, uh, uh, Darth Vader? David Prowse. I think they were planning to do a David Prowse to that guy.
3: Oh, okay. To find some fossil farm actor. Yeah. To
1: do the voice.
3: Yeah. And just edit out everything else. Uh-oh.
2: I don't know what that was, but apparently, uh, it sucks that he dropped it.
3: It was ice. The acorns turned shit to stone. Oh, it was stone? Yeah, the Billy party gave him to him right at the start. Like a handful of them. But it didn't turn him to stone. Well, no, you got to hit it with something, I guess. Wait, weren't they just troll friends?
4: Yeah.
1: So it's that much of a completely different beast. OK, yeah. whatever. Oh, Val Kilmer. He's totally gonna bang that broad.
2: And she's impressed by his massive sword skills.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Well, Euphemism.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm continually uh, amazed at how bad some of the effects are in this. <laughs> it's like, they're climbing on the walls. It looks, that's terrible looking.
1: Well, you know, I think that's one of the weirdest things about going back and watching movies that are 20 years old. The, the effects were not bad at the time.
3: Yeah. It, I mean, she's like leaping, leaping, like huge leaps.
2: Yeah. But like these effects aren't bad. But then some of the easy effects, which some of the easy green screen effects, or blue screen, this was all blue screen this time, um, are pretty bad. Like bad, or like worse than what, what you would... I mean, I don't know if it was just time or money or
1: it's either I think it's just one of those things where uh what what fucking movie was it recently that I was watching? Well, all their money went into the other effects.
2: Like that mat shot there.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, it looks like a doll.
2: That was actually. It was one of those <laughs> go motion. But it was like, it's like that this is the same technology that they made look really good in Return of the Jedi years earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just time and having some skill with it. And
2: again, you know, we're talking about... I mean, Phil Tippett did a lot of this, so it's not like he wasn't skilled. But yeah, maybe with with many of these type of movies, when you've got a director that does not know how to handle a big effects movie, some things just don't quite pan out. You know, I think back to the first Batman movie. You know, now yeah. Tim Burton can do special effects like a motherfucker, but in, uh, in Batman... It was clearly way out of his league.
1: Yeah, those effects are horrible in Batman too. Yeah, but then like when I was watching
2: um, Sweeney Todd, I'm like, why couldn't this Tim Burton make Batman?
1: I kind of, I kind of now want to go back and re- Wait, why did they both die? That doesn't make any sense. But okay, I kind of want to watch uh, Batman Forever next. <laughs>
2: Yeah, why not?
1: It's, I know I haven't seen it since maybe, maybe 2000.
2: I have not seen it beginning to end since the, since the theater. Really? Yeah. I've I seen pieces of it. I
3: haven't seen it since the DVD out. Oh, I didn't watch it. On yeah, I didn't even watch the DVD.
2: I bought it, but I didn't watch it.
1: <laughs> I like that. I bought it, but I didn't watch it. Well, it was in the box set. Oh, that's
2: it. Just like Superman 4. I mean, I'm not watching that movie ever again, but I'm I keep buying it cuz they keep putting it in box sets.
1: I kind of want to do a commentary on that.
2: Superman 4? Yeah. We got to get Michael. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I've actually been uh been listening to uh old Geek fights. Yeah. Because I realized, you know, I never actually listened to our show.
1: Oh, you didn't.
2: I I mean, I listened to it when when I'm editing and I never listened to it again. Right. So I just randomly and I saw so I, I listened to a uh, War sequel.
1: Yeah, I was like,
2: "That's actually quite entertaining." And man, even then, Michael's just, just pure evil the whole time. Yeah,
1: you didn't know that.
2: But uh, yeah, there's a lot of Superman four bashing there. You know, there are there's actually a growing contingent of people who prefer Superman four to Superman three.
1: Uh, I can see that because you got to figure. Uh, I'm now 36, and like I said before, Superman 4 is the first one I saw in the theater. Mm-hmm. So that's my first Superman. And, uh, you know, I could see people being nostalgic about it and not going back and going, that's Superman.
2: Well, it, it's more often it's a matter of it is more like a Superman comic book because he's fighting a super villain, and it's got Lex Luthor, and, you know, it's it's more strangely more faithful to comics even if it's being more faithful to bad comics it is yeah. still more faithful to what honestly is a very large n- part of Superman's history I mean there's a lot of Superman comics that do read like that and okay I, I can appreciate that but it's still not like it's good you know I, that that goes to the I would rather something be good than faithful as far yeah. as like a comic book movie goes
3: and things like this <laughs> that looked like an entirely different movie. That scene, it is. Well, no, I mean like it looked like. I'm wondering if that was like a pickup or something because it looked completely different from the rest of the movie.
2: Like how it was shot and lit and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Good production value. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> but uh, it. I don't know. It's still on I imagine it's not now that I think about it. But for a while on YouTube someone had edited together three Superman three and four into like one movie. Wow. And I, I'd always like I'd seen it but I'm like, I don't have an hour and a half to burn on this. So Yeah you do. Quit lying. Well, it was like it you're spending two hours watching Willow. Well, <laughs> at the time, I mean, any time I'd see it pop up on YouTube, it was always like, I got like five minutes, and I gotta go to work. It's like, oh, okay. And then when you stop and think about it, it's like, uh,
2: never mind. <laughs> to be fair, we're watching Willow, but we're talking about Wolverine. <laughs> <And>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, why does he have. Oh, he's, into he's turning pig. into a pig on, of please. some sort. Is this the first morph?
3: Yeah. I
2: don't think so. No! They're all pigs. What do they turn into tiny pigs?
1: Wait. Wait. The, the brownies the- are turning into pigs. Wait, why are the brownies there? How about that?
3: Uh, they just, they just, they're in people's pockets. Uh, I don't know. Every, every, every once in a while, it's like, I think anytime it's one of those things where it's like, uh i think people might have forgotten the brownies are still here they'll show a shot of them in somebody's pocket
2: or maybe it's it's your jar jar theory in uh phantom menace where it's like every certain spot they put in jar jar to make the kids laugh yeah like after so many minutes they have to put them back in yeah like this is all weird why are they turning into pigs i mean i know why story-wise but why what motivates that creative choice
3: I don't know. Maybe they thought that would work best with the uh, effects they were planning.
2: Unless it's a comment that technically human meat is supposed to taste like pork.
3: Maybe, or maybe because you'll sh- they'll show that the brownies turned into like those little <laughs> little pigs. So now maybe why does she have like-
2: a mummy wrap underneath her? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Okay, that—that's it. She isn't she putting herself in the baby body or something like that?
3: I don't. I, she's like.
2: So yeah, now we've got some like almost like Frankenstein vibes here, and Gong Show,
1: and Willow kept himself from becoming a pig because of his
2: his magic wand. He's
1: sitting there doing some sort of ritual. Okay, so here's here's the question: How many of those pigs were eaten? <laughs>
3: All of them. Yeah, because pigs will
1: eat each other. No. No. I mean, oh. in our reality, like, oh. like, did they were they movie pigs and they never, like, saw a slaughterhouse? Or were they one of those, like, we need a bunch of pigs. Go to a slaughterhouse and get a bunch of live pigs. Or, you know, you know wherever you get a bunch of live pigs from.
2: Well, considering then, this was New Zealand,
1: they probably yeah. ate a lot of them. Yeah. yeah well, okay, here's the, the morph.
2: But yeah, there was probably two actor pigs and the rest are all slaughter pigs. Yep. Morphs from that to...
0: An ostrich? Does
1: does she morph into a naked lady? Oh wait, it's a kid's movie.
2: Oh, she does, but it's an old woman. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so this was like the first morphing in a movie.
1: And then shortly after that, Michael Jackson used it for black and
0: white. Yeah,
1: brought it back to Michael Jackson. I don't care. Every time I will try and bring in Michael Jackson. In some way, shape or form. Uh, She's only kind of old. Oh, no, she's really old. That's an old lady.
2: Yeah. An old,
1: naked lady. Yeah, definitely put it, Put a towel on that page.
2: <laughs> you just got some old side boob there.
1: And nipple. There was nipple. Willow. You know what? Somebody should make that website. Willow. Nudity, you didn't want to see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i <have> like Borat.
1: <laughs> Borat. Uh, it'll be like, as a dude, Kevin Bacon's dick at the end of... Uh,
3: Kathy Bates.
1: Kathy Bates uh, at the end of what the hell is the name of that movie? Wild Things. Yeah. Like I didn't want I didn't want to see his dick. I
2: did. The crying game.
1: Crying game. See.
2: Yeah. Unwantednudity.com.
1: Unwantednudity.net.
2: <laughs> Again with hair. What's with the locks of hair in this movie? And yeah, so far the hair has not come back. So maybe I was wrong.
1: So far.
2: Yeah, that's true. There's still... Oh my God, there's still 23 minutes left in this movie.
1: No, no, 20 I, minutes. Oh, well, probably less than that. More like 15. It's got to be eight minutes worth of credits. That won't be
2: cool. I don't know. They didn't seem to put as many people in the credits. I love watching like old, old movies when there's like 15 names in the credits tops.
4: Yeah. Like that's true. it. Boom, boom. The end. Uh,
2: yeah, there's no fucking unions back then. Making sure that the third assistant grip gets listed.
3: Right? Nope. We have a lot of what does a grip do? Willow, this is war,
1: agriculture. Uh, they they. But I have an idea. I don't know.
2: I used to know that.
1: I used to know it too. What does a grip?
3: But that one and best boy, when I see best boy, I'm always like, what the hell is he going
1: to do? <laughs> uh, our lighting and rigging technicians. Okay. And what is best boy?
2: I don't know what a gaffer is, but he probably uses tape.
0: Me too. Best
1: boy in movies, me. Best boy.
2: Uh, here's the part where everybody gets to act heroically.
0: Alright, we've got to decide who's going to go and who's going to stay.
2: Okay, it's
1: the same, same thing.
3: Yeah.
1: Day-to-day lighting operations, blah, 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 blah.
3: And then a gaffer is an electrician. Yeah, that one I knew.
1: That's why there is gaffer's tape. That's why it's called that.
2: I mean, this stuff actually looks like this. This shot here looks good. Yeah, you know, these piles of, of rocks and the skulls hanging. And I mean, again, this looks like it could be right outside Mordor. Maybe it was. Yeah, actually, you know that that the, those rock faces do uh, look the same. That that wouldn't be surprised if this isn't where they marched into the the gates of Mordor.
1: I Wonder if that old lady's dead. Look it up. I don't want to. But
2: rather, Let's see, what's her name? Old lady. Old lady. lady. I shall always admire you. It's sad that when nah, you put Patricia in Willow, Hayes is her name. Died September nineteen ninety eight. Really, she's been dead for fifteen years. Mm-hmm.
0: Will come to remember.
2: It's weird when
1: you put in Willow now. It. Goes, it fills in Smith. Because that's the name of Will Smith's daughter. Oh, okay.
3: Uh-huh. I whip my hair back and forth.
2: Yeah. Oh, she was in Never Ending Story, Fish Called Wanda.
1: Really? The Never Ending Story! Never-ending story. Oh, oh. oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Kill that. Wait, what? Why don't you just fire arrows at them? Why would you open the big, gigantic steel gate that you have? That seems really stupid. Yeah.
3: Convenience. Definitely convenience. Nice.
1: But no, you fire arrows at them.
3: No, I mean a plot kind Oh, I know. Because <laughs> there's, there's no reason you don't just eh, drop some rocks on them. And then, here, 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 here's this one.
1: How the fuck did you not have people watching your goddamn gates? Like, watching outside to see that there were people hiding. <laughs> and then, here's another nice, exciting little point. Why aren't you closing the gates so those fuckers can't get, get in? <laughs> like, sorry, dude. You are cannon fodder.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's where it's it kind of like... Even plot-wise, it starts to get a little weak.
1: Yeah. I'm putting down this mask so my stunt double can go start doing stuff. (laughs) It's raining indoors! Sacrifice the child to the thirteenth night!
2: And even just like, okay, why not just wait? until after your evil queen does her thing to even bother with willow and the sorceress like they've yeah. already lost
1: yeah as long as as long as they don't get in yeah they have wow yeah mm-hmm. yeah is this pg or pg13
2: i don't know probably pg because I haven't seen anything particularly grim other than, well, I guess that thing eating those dudes might have made it a PG-13. Yeah. Let me look and see. I see the rating on the theatrical poster. Oh, Wikipedia doesn't list the rating. Of course, Wikipedia doesn't. It's PG. It feels it, and again, you know, it has that we're trying to get a younger audience vibe.
0: Traitor child! Whoa! I must despise you now. Ah!
1: This movie, 25 years old. Yeah, I do wonder if those twin girls
2: turned out to be hotties.
1: But <laughs> they're like 27 now. Not that weird.
2: And you know, just like the, the right now, we just had a fairly kind of uninspired sword fight scene. It's like even the uh, the action scenes are not particularly well choreographed, and it's not it's not just oh well that's of its time because. Hell, there were better action scenes in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right. Is this the precursor to throwing big round chairs?
1: Yes, it is. Throwing big round people.
2: This is the Emperor versus Yoda. But chicks. Old chicks. Yeah, she's got Yoda's cane.
1: Yeah, it is Yoda's cane, isn't it? Wow, that was horrible. Yeah. That was the worst thing ever. For those of you that are just listening to this, (laughs) the brownies flipped the switch (laughs) (laughs)
4: on
1: something.
2: You are totally siloning on me.
4: I'm sorry. Yeah. It's so your fault.
2: I guess I'll just have to keep talking.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so Ooh.
2: You're actually sounding better now. I blame you. See, so yeah, the Jesus. old lady just started flipping the uh, other old lady around, smashing her against walls.
1: That's very much like the Gandalf versus what's his name? That is. Oh, Sour Man. Oh, wow, you're right. Yeah. yeah. That's what this fight is.
2: Yeah. We should just like take this movie and like cut scenes of it into the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> see if anybody notices.
1: You don't think people would notice? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's one thing to say, let's let's, let's see if it blends nicely.
2: Actually, you know what we could do? What? We could take one of the Lord of the Rings trailers and just cut in shots from this. And use like the audio from the actual trailer.
3: Well, Well, you you trailer mashup.
2: You could do that.
1: Uh, I'm not doing that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't because that's a lot of work. Oh, we've got a little animated smoke pot there. Ooh. See, and that's uh, clearly stop motion.
1: Yeah. And they did a decent job of it, too. Yeah. Why does their armor have gold on it? Oh no, that guy died
2: I don't know He spits
1: Wait, I, I'm i going to I'm going to be honest Because I have been watching I have absolutely no idea who that guy is When it comes to this movie Should, Am I supposed to care that he died?
2: I think uh, he knows Mad Mardigan Mad Mardigan's
1: friend yeah. yeah They're not friends
2: yeah, I don't think they're friends They became friends
1: because he totally left him in the cage yeah. to die.
3: Yeah, because thought he was a deserter.
1: Oh, is that why?
3: No, I think so. He did, uh, something about a desertion. Yeah. Is that guy just killing old ladies? I think so. He killed an old lady. That's
2: such a weird episode. So uh, Wikipedia says that he is... Uh, well, the, the actor is Gavin O'Harelyhy as Arik Fogbear, military commander of destroyed kingdom... Of Galadorn, who shares a mixed friendship with Bad Mardigan. Oh! A lot of funky names in this movie, too. Yeah. Bavmorda, Thaugbear. Willow's name is Willow of Good.
0: Willow of Good?
2: Of Good. U F G O O D. Subtle. Lucas is very subtle. <laughs> I is somebody's name bad. of Bad?
1: I hope so. What,
2: uh, the the uh, leader of the Nelwyn village council is Burglecut
1: Burglecut
2: Burglecut so the sorceress that- is Finn Raziel
1: get the fuck out of here this is the craziest thing so I looked up Gavin O'Hurley yeah, yeah. he's the caretaker well he's in the caretaker, caretaker. voyager episode He's in the premiere episode of Voyager.
2: Oh, oh yeah, isn't he one of the uh
3: Oh, he's, he's the Kazon leader. Yeah, one of
2: the Kazons. Yeah, that's right.
3: Wow. Weird.
2: He was Chuck Cunningham on Happy Days? No, he wasn't. He was, was cast as the jock son Chuck Cunningham on Happy Days, but it was not a very big part and he was eventually written out by being sent to college. I was going to
3: say, wasn't he one who went upstairs and never came back down?
2: Yep. (laughs) So that's why he's in this movie. He was Ron Howard's brother on Happy Days.
1: Holy shit. It's fun looking up things
2: about people. Now them bitches be fighting.
1: Get that bitch out of that
3: pot. Get that bitch out of that pot.
2: I still say that's an evil baby. Who's manipulating all these people to her own ends?
1: It feels right to me. I don't, I don't understand why people would think you're fucked up for thinking that. That seems actually rather reasonable. If it's well, supposed you know, to be a magical if, baby. If people
3: think that you know, Ferris Bueller's just a split personality in Cameron's head, I don't see why you can't <laughs> think that this baby's evil and manipulative.
2: Wow, that's...
3: I've never heard Me of that Me either, before. that's brilliant. That's yeah, awesome. It's called like it's called like the Fight Club Theory of uh, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> it, 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 it was all in Cameron's head.
2: Oh, I gotta go watch that now.
1: Yes!
3: That seems amazing!
1: So there is no Ferris Bueller, it's just Cameron?
3: Yeah. Well, I love stuff like that, like alternate alternative, uh... Well, uh... Like, alternative, uh interpretations of movies. That's why I like *Inception* like that. It's why I love uh, that SF Debris his reviews of Voyager because he has this mad scientist interpretation of uh, Janeway that I find absolutely hilarious because it, it, after a while it colors the way you watch the show just regularly. Mad
1: scientist view of Janeway.
3: Yeah that Janeway is actually just like an evil mad scientist experimenting on the crew all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like they could get home anytime they wanted to, but she's running experiments.
3: Yeah. It's like it, at one point he was like he was doing a review of Nemesis, and he's like, no. it, their, you, Picard couldn't figure out why Janeway was promoted ahead of him, and she said, "Oh no, I just wrote something into the Starfleet Thank Bylaw you. that every time you're offering a promotion, it goes to me." <laughs> <laughs>
2: so now we got willow against the old lady yeah
1: and and he's he's doing a spell right now he's actually acting rather well right now he's believable
4: what
2: ah nice callback yeah to his disappearing pig
1: But the pig was just underneath the table is that where the baby is okay no no she should not be being hurt by that oh it's vader's skull face
2: <laughs> is this force lightning
1: i think it is i think i
3: just heard jane Earl jones oh so you hit it into this <laughs> one too <laughs> <laughs>
2: That would be fun. And the Empress dies. James
3: Earl Jones saying no into all of George Lucas's movies. <laughs> he's at the That's end like, of American Graffiti. Yeah, and in random places in Red Tails and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For all I know, James Earl Jones is in Red Tail. I didn't see that one either.
1: <laughs> I don't believe he's in Red Tails. I forget he did Red Tails. Uh which is not that bad of a
3: movie. Trick.
1: It just uh fall short.
2: So Willow beats real magic with fake magic.
1: No. With the only magic we know. (laughs) Sleight of hand. You are on your way
0: to becoming a great sorcerer. They gave
1: him a pony. Yeah, they really don't need the brownies at all. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. Like, why the fuck are you kissing me, dude? Get off me. Okay. As a, I would feel weird about dudes picking me up. Yeah. But I guess you kind of got to get used to it when you're a midget. Yeah, I said it again.
2: And a bald joke. <laughs> yeah. See, now it's a purdy castle. The last and he returns to Hobbiton
3: Return of the King
2: <laughs> Yeah That was Return of the King wasn't
3: it <laughs> Yeah. Oh god I, I, I'm just flashing back To watching Return of the King in the theater Like round about When they dropped the ring in I started to have to pee really bad So I'm just sitting there going Yep okay roll credits No you're not going to do this one too Are you Oh, shit. Roll credits? No? God damn it. <laughs> <gasps> he turned it into... <laughs>
2: and more poop jokes. It's shit in his mouth. <laughs> That's actually kind of bullshit. <laughs> he creates a bird that shits on you? Well, it's fuck you, the... Willow.
3: Oh, in his mouth. Asshole I wonder how long he's been gone
1: oh well, the baby wasn't any older A couple weeks never show little people running like I was taking this scene completely serious until Willow started running and then I started giggling it reminds me of that episode of South Park with Cartman and the little guy <laughs> words are like
3: bullets
2: <laughs> hey there they are there are the credits and there we go The end of Willow
1: There's still another six minutes
2: Baker. That
3: can't be the
1: No, it's so. not Kenny Baker
2: Video coordinator Gaffer Kevin Day Wow, Mobius did concept art Really? Actually, Chris Aquiles, I've heard of him too Those are both big fantasy artists I guess it doesn't surprise me that the design of the movie was really good.
3: Well, yeah, you know, the and costume imagine, designs and all that. I imagine when it was in pre-production, you know, if you're an artist, you're like, okay, I can work on a George Lucas movie. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody whose name we're seeing now thought they were getting in on the ground floor of the next Star Wars.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, hoped because up up until this point, you think about it, everything that Lucas touched that kids could enjoy turn to gold
3: yeah Yeah. you know you could have seen howard howard the duck is the fluke Yeah, right and even then like like i was like eight or nine when howard when i saw howard the duck and i liked it so it did work Um, to that extent and
2: howard the duck wasn't lucas's creation in any way i mean that was an adaptation of a marvel comic howard
1: the duck is still the fluke when you actually look back at his actual career Howard of the duck is the only one that
2: doesn't make serious cash yeah I mean this is this was not hugely successful but it was still profitable right there's not enough to really make them uh, charge into another movie I mean they they went ahead with an Indiana Jones movie after this and then he kind of pulled back
1: what 55 million is what this made
2: something like that yeah
1: in in 1988 it's actually
3: kind of it's kind of a lot this this is pre-Temple of Doom? No. No, it was post-Temple post post of okay. Doom, but pre- I was pre... going to say, because that PG, PG might have because that would have been before PG-13 existed.
1: No, I think it was, I think PG, because the, they hadn't actually drawn the line as to what exactly was PG-13 yet. Even yeah. though it had been around for five, five or six years by that point, it wasn't exact science yet. It was uh well this one's PG13 and this one's PG. Well, why? Now we all know that you show you can show boobs, you can't M- show gratuitous M- boobs and you can say fuck once in a PG-13 movie. As long as
3: it's not referring to fucking, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Like we know we now know what the rules are.
2: Although it's not really there there are no actual rules. They're more yeah. rules of thumb than rules.
1: It's arbitrary, I know. Yeah. It's just one of those things. They know if you say fuck more than once, you will get it a rated R. They know that. So, I wonder when we're going to finally do away with the APA. That would be nice. Oh yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, well, I,
3: I, I mean, I don't think it necessarily has to do with do away with like a rating board, but like it adjust how ratings are set up, like. If you say instead of rated R, it says okay, this movie has, uh, you know, nudity, violence, gore. Uh, just you know, say what's in just it. Just have yeah. a parental. Just have instead of rating, to have a parental advisory sticker like at the bottom of the poster. It says this movie has such and such and such and such. You know, yeah, just a warning, a parental warning, I guess. Uh, the best way to put it. I, I
1: will. I will uh, warn everybody uh that warning works until uh, gratuitous nudity. Well oh, yeah. Uh, cuz no, cuz that's what 'cause cuz there's things that say gratuitous nudity. Yeah, and, and whenever I'm like see well, when I was looking at Blockbuster and I was renting uh foreign films to watch nudity stuff. Uh I would see gratuitous nudity and there was a 50/50 chance gratuitous nudity meant cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was always like, ooh, let's see what. Oh, it's penis. Ah, oh, it was penis.
3: Oh, it, it's definitely penis. Oh, good. Now I've seen Gerard Deputy in uh, full frontal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Oh, well.
2: Yeah, they need to be specific. What exactly are you seeing? Right. There are two penises, four vaginas, and eight nipples. Okay. That's All a right. good ratio.
1: Well, like uh, Sarah Marsha. There's tons of dick in that movie. And then a picture, uh, a Photoshop picture of Miley Cyrus Topless. Not Cyrus, Miley yeah. uh, Kunis. Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, there's a ton of dick in that. And it gets a nudity? Fuck you. I don't yeah. care about dicks.
3: It
2: should say dick. Yeah.
3: It should Mila, say dick. You guys mentioned uh, Mila Kunis. Did you see that that Wonder Twins movie poster that came out? Oh, yeah. And caused all the nerds to freak out? No. It's like, is it? Like, well, they're they got the entourage movie coming out and i'm guessing that uh the wonder twins movie is the movie they're you're, you know the building it around like how the series is based around an aquaman movie so they to tease uh the entourage movie they put out this uh wonder twins teaser poster and it said uh, ashton kutcher and me Kunis. okay as the wonder twins okay oh, yeah. i was like I stopped and I looked at it, and I, I was like, that's odd. And then I remembered, that's what they played in that 70s show. And I I didn't know it was for the Entourage movie. So I'm like, oh, someone saw that episode of that 70s show as just being a jerk. And then I saw everyone was uh, flipping out over it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is everyone flipping out? It, so I started looking into it further. I'm like, this is for the Entourage movie. Now why are you flipping out? <laughs> well,
2: because it became that... Oh, DC can't get a Wonder Woman movie out, but they can put a Wonder Twins yeah. movie out?
3: Well, yeah. It's, we, I think we were talking about this on the Man of Steel commentary, or maybe one of the last episodes. Uh, it, like any excuse they've got to bitch about anything DC does.
1: Yes. Yeah. They're starting to become like Marvel.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, just they, they announced that. That was the, the best when they announced uh, whoever it is that's playing Wonder Woman. And yep. then everyone just went, but she's so skinny. She can't play Wonder Woman. She's skinny. And then people started posting pictures of this is what uh, Christian Bale looked like before he was filming Batman. Yeah. And it was when he was doing The Machinist. Yeah. That's like, uh, it, it's about the easiest thing in the world to build somebody up.
3: 25 pounds.
2: Yeah. And it's well, like, you feed them a lot. You give them a trainer.
1: Uh, the other thing that I saw, what my my favorite was, Hey, um, You know those body issue image things. It works both ways. Sometimes they're too fat. Sometimes they're too skinny. Say things about that creates body image things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like she, she just might be a skinny woman. But even it's just like even like, look at uh, Henry Cavill in The Immortals. Yeah. When he's like built like a ballet dancer, and then look at him in Man of Steel where he's built like a football player. (laughs) It's like it's not that tough to build someone up.
1: He's gigantic in that movie.
2: Dude, he's like, he's as big as like Lou Ferrigno was as the Hulk. I
1: know. It's amazing.
2: I love it. I love but, it so uh, much. But yeah, that, it's the same thing. It does not matter what, what announcement is made. Uh, they're going to hate it.
1: So, so, okay. What would be great is if they announced that they're remaking Willow. So we can hear <laughs> how, all the hate. We just watched Willow. You can easily remake it, and it would probably be a hundred times better. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You and and make five times the money, even adjusting for inflation. Yeah.
1: yeah. First things first, get rid of all the little people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I'm just do, serious. do the force perspective, force you know, perspective stuff,
1: or or you know, Willow is no longer a uh, a husband and father; he's a kid. Yeah. Okay, fine with that kid who wants to be an apprentice, to uh, be a, a magic guy. Like, you can easily just take out all the little people, and, and that would you, make people mad, though. If you don't, if you do use little people, never make them run. Yeah, because that's where little people look odd. They're fine. Like, you you notice that they're little people, but until they run, that's when actually, you...
2: if you just shoot them from the waist up, yeah, it's it's the legs that. Yeah, but look, but yeah. Yeah, I I I think they could definitely they could remake and, and remake it to be very kid friendly. Hell, they could remake this. Wait. Wait, Disney owns this, don't they?
3: Uh Probably, I, don't are the I mean, they don't
2: own the Lucas movie cuz the movie would be owned by MGM, but the the IP may be owned by Disney. Imagine this is a Pixar. Oh, yeah.
1: Does Ed MGM
3: it. even exist anymore? Yeah. Okay, because they went under for a while, right?
2: Well, they're they exist, but I think that a lot, actually, a lot of their their IP was sold off.
1: Yeah, but I know thing that they, have they still have Bond. a
2: piece of uh, of the Hobbit movie. They have, oh, they have a piece
1: of the Hobbit and Bond because yeah. they have Bond too. So. Yep.
2: Yeah, There's they have a piece of the Hobbit movie. That's why it took so long for it to get made. That's why Guillermo del Toro had to back out because they couldn't. Like New Line is really producing it, but MGM kind of has a piece of it because they owned the rights going way back to, you know, probably before it's this. It's like the Watchmen thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they couldn't move ahead with the movie while MGM was still kind of in bankruptcy or whatever they were, whatever their financial state was. Okay. But yeah, if if this if the Willow IP is Lucas, then that would make a badass Pixar movie. It would actually.
1: You don't really even have to change anything. <laughs> you could use the completely the same exact story because because uh, what uh, where it falls short isn't on the story or the brownies or any of that stuff. It's it's the execution of everything. Yeah,
2: it's just kind of flat. Yeah, but you could beef all that up, make it look cooler. I mean, the same designs just you know I think it would look cooler being animated. Yeah. Wow. So we fixed
1: the uh, fix uh, the Hobbit. We fixed Willow. <laughs> Just like we fixed uh, uh what is it, Moonwalker or Man of Steel. Uh I don't know what we're gonna do next. We should do Event Horizon. No, we should <laughs> not do Event Horizon. I remember that movie. <laughs> I remember it front to back. I remember liking it a little bit. And it has it's not twenty years old or more than half my life. So no. I vote it down and because you're a couple months older than me, you lose, <laughs> sir! <laughs>
2: Yeah, we'll figure out what we do next. Yeah. I still want to do something on TV.
1: Okay. Flash. Just because
2: that really gets dated. Flash. The Flash TV show? Yeah. Ooh. Do I want to... Actually, that would be topical because we're getting the Flash on Arrow.
3: Are we? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, correct.
2: Didn't they just introduce Barry Allen?
3: Yeah, he was was surprisingly good.
1: Yeah, I haven't... uh, I didn't watch the season of Arrow at all because, you know, right before the season started, I changed... uh, TV service and I forgot to record Arrow. Yeah, it's uh not missing very
3: it. League of uh, League of Assassins. But.
1: Okay, I, I, like I'm I'm honestly not missing it. It's one of those like oh I forgot to record that show. Okay, and I I remember I forgot like three episodes in, but I was like I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah, I had the same thing. I um switched. Yeah, it was the same thing. I switched providers. Because I was on WoW, now I'm on Comcast. And I never I never switched it over. Yeah. And then was just like, oh, I'll just watch it on On Demand. And then never watched it on On Demand. Although I think I will start with this Barry Allen episode.
1: Eh. That's the thing. It's Barry Allen? Yeah. Fuck you, Arrow. Where's <laughs> Wally West? <laughs>
3: Uh, but, uh, he's going to be in the, the comics I think. got all pissy about. Wait, uh, he's coming back?
2: That's yeah. the uh the rumor in the 5 year later thing.
3: Yeah, him and uh, Donna Troy are going to be somewhere.
2: Yeah, the missing but, uh, heroes. That
3: was that was the other thing. Iris Iris and well, you know, by extension Wally are going to be black in the Flash TV show. What? Yeah, they're
1: in they're, Arrow, they're black.
3: Yeah. Wow. Uh, the, yeah, and the Flash spin-off, they're, ca- they're casting uh, a black actress. And you know what? The thing is, the first person I thought of when they said the black actress was uh, the girl from the Evil Dead remake last year. I, did I didn't not see idea. it. Uh, it, was, it was decent. Because it, it was a big memory uh, and I didn't want to see wasn't, it. Wasn't, it wasn't anything too special. But, yeah. Black
1: people. Uh but don't you know that DC means definitely Caucasian, so I don't think they're gonna actually do that. They're gonna talk about it and then they're gonna just throw in uh black lightning as the Maybe. sidekick. <laughs> Maybe. Black Vulcan. Black Vulcan. Oh and uh no, the, his girlfriend Iris they can change
3: to Black Lady, but they that's, will not That's who Iris. Yeah, Iris yeah. is Yeah. The, they, well the... Iris is adopted, isn't she? Yeah, that's fine I,
1: Yeah, I like she's
2: from the 30-something century
1: They, they, You just, you honestly, you just Sorry, you can't If Spider-Man, a guy who wears a full-on mask Can't be a black guy yeah. and, and Marvel, most Marvel people are Well, some Marvel people are more progressive Than uh, DC DC stuck in the 1960s DC fans Yeah uh, Yeah
2: well, The Marvel fans are still oh, think- flipping out about the possibility of a black Johnny Storm
3: Really? Oh, yeah they're they're not happy
2: about that. I remember somebody posting on there something along the lines of "You can't change the race of a character that's been around from the '60s." And it's like, yeah, that's a good thing they cast a white guy as as, as Nick Fury. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, but well, you have to change it. It's one of those things where he now has to be an adopted brother.
2: Well, that's the weird thing is it's before they were brother and sister. And they they supposedly looked, you know, like brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now you either have to cast them both black, or it's adopted, or or mixed race. You know, it's possible, yeah. but but it's still that visual element of you look at them and they're. Bit, I mean, even though in in the Fantastic Four movie, it didn't work that well because Chris Evans was not nearly as blonde as Jessica Alba, who does not look natural as a blonde.
1: Right. So. It wasn't that she didn't look natural as a blonde. It's those freaky blue
3: eyes that they put in her. In the
2: second one. The first one, she didn't have the contacts.
3: She didn't? She went brown?
2: Yeah, I
1: thought she yeah, was brown. Yeah,
3: they, 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 uh, they bleached her up a lot more for the second one yeah. than they did first.
1: Which
2: made her
3: look First, creepy. she just had blonde hair. Yeah, I guess you didn't need it. But, oh well.
2: But yeah, I mean, they don't, in the comics, they look like brother and sister. You're right. But in the movie, they, even even in the movie, they didn't. So here, it's I, just taking it a step farther.
1: Although I like your idea of making them mixed race and, and Sue is not mixed race. But cuz they're not twins. Right. But, but daddy daddy fucked around and mom took care of the second kid.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's like, any
1: They're half brother and
2: sister. Right. Here. Right. Yeah, they can still be blood. They're just not they just don't have the same two parents necessarily.
1: Right. They're not full on blood.
2: Right. you just, you know, you don't mention it. You no, know, it's, it's not like it needs to be an issue.
1: Nope, but it will be. And and yeah. you know what? The only reason uh, Nick Fury wasn't an issue was banned it wasn't issue when they did it in the what do they call that?
2: The ultimates.
1: It wasn't an issue for a man, But then people went, That's not That looks like anything. Oh he's like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> they drew him like Samuel Jackson. Uh, who's who what? He's 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 now in the movies? As
2: Nick Fury? Uh, No. 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 Well, and also, I mean, it's not like there really were. Nick Fury has not uh, consistently sustained a book for thirty some years. So, yeah, true. What am I thinking? I was talking about the (laughs) nineties. There was a Shield book in the in the early nineties.
4: should
1: Good night. Good So, people are just the same
2: as
0: you. Wonderful world. All men are brothers until the day they die. So, people got nobody. So, people got nobody. So, people got nobody to love. They got the baby legs to stand so long. You got them up just to say hello they got little cause that go beep 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 they got little voices going peep 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 they got rather little